Hello and welcome to the Bryce Cast, the Call of Duty Esports podcast without a lot of the crap. Um, this week we have a very important show, and my name is Bryce, and we're bringing you through it as we break down the CDL playoffs. But more importantly, my guests for this week. Uh, first up, Tactical Rab rejoining me here. How are you? I'm doing well, mate. It's been a good day. Hit 25k subs on the channel. Oh. Um, just a couple hours ago. That was the goal to hit before champs. So good timing, good timing. Damn, it's going to be a heavy champs grind for you then. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and speaking of uh, of champs, let's uh, let's talk to Madcat. Madcat, how are you? I'm good. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to the insight you can both give me as we go through this, and we're going to kind of break down some of the teams, how they've done this year, and uh, soft predictions, more or less, on what mm -hmm. we think is going to happen. Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's kind of kick things off then with uh, an overview of how we thought the year went and what maybe was the biggest surprise going into playoffs, you know. Did we expect to see teams in these positions? Is it a shock that we've had anything? So kind of your initial thoughts, and I'll start with you, Rab. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting question. I guess the biggest surprise um, in terms of placings is probably Florida, right? Being the yeah. third seed. Um, the fact that they've made it up there. I mean, all the roster changes that they've made throughout the entire season with Pristini dropped out early on, then Ferro comes in now with Awakening. Obviously, you can argue the degree to which online has helped that. But um, that's probably the big surprise. Like if you went into the year looking at placings, into, at least in terms of the top end, I suppose the other big surprise in terms of rankings is ogla right yeah um i think if we made this podcast as we probably did do something at the start of the season we would have said top four teams probably phase empire huntsman and ogla in some order um at least that's what i would have said but um hasn't turned out that way so florida in there ogla out the rest of the placings are i suppose relatively expected to be honest uh, apart from the surge but you know a lot of people weren't expecting that team to be so good um and yeah, I don't think the online scene has helped them especially. So yeah, I guess Florida's the big surprise for me. Ojale's um, poor season long and the absolute disaster that they've had with the dashy stuff and being forced to bench him and stuff like that's not ideal. So yeah, those are the two standouts for me. No, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think that uh, it's been a very interesting season as it's kind of gone through. Uh, Madcat, same question to you. What's kind of stuck out for you about this season? Uh, I have to agree. The uh, Florida, Florida team, Doing well this year, very unexpected. Um, I wouldn't have any of them as like a top, top like playing in a top team this year. So them to kind of like bring it together and like bring like average players and make it like a top four team is remarkable. And I guess the players are kind of pushing into that top ten caliber now, rather than being shined out in the limelight. They've actually pushed themselves as a unit rather than kind of be pushed out. So. They're my biggest surprise, the biggest letdown. Uh, I would say surge. Yeah. But I think I think I think if you told us what the game would be like this year, I said they would have probably flopped. <laughs> um, probably the biggest flop would have to be up to gaming this year, right? Yeah, I I can see that. I think you know there I can are... see that, but like I think if you if if again if you was the time that the game would be like this year, I would say. Jacob and the team wouldn't have worked. He would have had to go on like straight away. Yeah, I mean, it's... But, but other than that, I think the year probably has gone as expected. Maybe Toronto towards the end getting good, but we'll see again at Champs if they can keep that form, or was it just a one-off weekend? No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Let's uh, <clears throat> let's jump into this then because 
obviously, I'll quickly just run through the, the table so people remember, and then we'll, we'll kind of go into the bracket. So, number one, Atlanta Phase. Then Dallas Empire, the Mutineers, the Huntsman, the Subliners, the Ravens, Ultra, Rocker, Optic, the Paris Legion, Seattle Surge, and the LA Gorillas. Right? That's how it's all kind of laid out for it. Uh, and that means, in terms of the bracket, I think it's kind of an interesting format. Obviously, we had the COVID thing that meant that everybody's here this time. That wasn't the original plan. Um, so we have a slightly different bracket. And I quite like it. Like I like the fact that I'm seeing all 12 teams. If anything, maybe there's a part of me that would have probably preferred having all 12 teams at champs anyway. But whether that's a throw over from me liking the old champs format or whether that's just hindsight is 2020, I don't really know. Uh, but there are some teams that start in losers round one. Let's talk about them first of all. They are the bottom four. It's OGLA, Los Angeles Gorillas, Paris Legion, and Seattle Surge. Let's talk about the Battle of LA. Uh, this, this match, the OGLA versus the Los Angeles Gorillas, is interesting for me because both these teams in what was supposed to be, this is business-wise, the biggest market for Call of Duty you know, it was there, there's two. There's two in this region because people wanted it so badly to have such a shocking year that you're this far down in the rankings. But are you, are you surprised? I mean, have you seen the recruitment for both teams? Really? I mean, not so much Optic, but LAG, the recruitment on that team. Shocking. Yeah, it's it's pretty shocking. Terrible. I, I give you that. The branding Terrible. as well is like, you know. There's so much more they could have done out of like the content side and the story because they they had like a couple of decent results like they could have made those results into some sort of content right kind of like um, pushed like uh, like sorry to cut you off there Rab like no go on the franchise kind of like pushed not like pushed aside if you was to think about it, like mm. I don't really I don't really care about them this year, this season it yeah, really no. interests me in any way like the brand the team yeah, ever since Aches left it's like. It's just boring, isn't it? Yeah, like um, the whole the whole point, whole point was just have aches there, and that was yeah. it. That that was their only. They even did the content piece with aches versus slasher. I don't know if you remember that when like and, they and then the, they didn't even play. And they didn't right? even play because they dropped aches for before they even dropped the content. Crazy. I was like, oh, what are you playing at? It's and that's like the only team. Sorry, it's just one second. Like the only team that's brought in like an amateur sub player that like hasn't worked out right. Like they brought in Spartan Vivid. Okay, Vivid's worked, but Spartan they had to sub him back out again. Like every other team that's I mean, to my knowledge, that's tried to bring in a substitute. It's worked out, right? So that's just another nail in the coffin, really, of a poor season. It is It is shocking when you think of the LA Gorillas like that, right? Because Aches was their, their main man, their franchise player. There's nobody else in that team who's a franchise player. There's nobody else who's a face. There just isn't. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and don't get me wrong, right? You know, being realistic, you're always going to lean on the side of Oh, we should definitely have the best players on the team, but it's not like it's not like LAG have had a good run with Aches gone, right? It's not like this team has has stepped up or had a transformation. They're still not good. They're still, you know, they've been struggling. Um, and it's just it's just really shocking. So I actually have a shout out to John who has given me some stats in this chat from the last four events. Uh, and if you look at LAG stats. It's horrific. Four, is it 14%? I think I'm reading this right. Map win ratio. Of which the majority of that comes from S&D. Fuzzy hell. It's, it's so it's domination bad. domination that's been tragic as well. But they haven't won a they hard point. They actually got better for a Oh, it's domination. They haven't won a dom. Sorry, that's, you are correct. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, one dom. They haven't won any any doms. In the last four events. They, they won like four the whole the year or something four. mad like that. They were like four in 30 in doms. I don't know what the stat was. Four in 17 or something. I'm just picking numbers up in my head. They're, they're just, they're, something they're tragic. Just, they've just been terrible all year. They're, nothing about that team interests me. If they were to do a run, wouldn't care. Don't know what it is. It just doesn't yeah. interest me in the slightest. I think it's just they don't have like a talisman on the team. Like you look at every other team and they have someone on the team that's like in like, i don't know that's like interesting personality wise or that's what the cod scene throws on right um and like we have good personalities in front of camera and every team pretty much has someone like that um not always the case but yeah ever since apes left lag they've kind of just been like nobody really thinks about them and they got decent in search for a while like they were actually decent in search on like arc peak for a bit and then i think other teams like basically just watched their vod's and then it just became bad at search again well, not bad, but, you know, relative. Um, so, yeah, that team's just had a shocker. And, of course, OGLA, it's not quite the same, but... Is I it mean, worse, though? Here's, here's they're the problem so sure with as well, they're downhill, aren't they? The, the problem <laughs> with OGLA is, for you can forgive the Gorillas for being... Well, you can't forgive them, but you can you First can justify season, them because they've had, they've had a very rough season and clearly they haven't had the, the talent brought in that they would probably would have liked. Um and the LA Gorillas, the, the people didn't really click with that brand straight away. Like that brand didn't click with everyone else that clicked, right? OGLA is like a different problem entirely. They had technically, admittedly, it's a bit of a kick in the teeth, but they had one of the biggest esports brands in the world, Optic Gaming. Now, while that brand has been kicked to death by the ex-members of Optic, um, they also had the talent. I don't think anybody is going to deny that the Optic Gaming roster when everybody first saw it, it was like, holy shit, that's a good team. What was the original team? Slasher, Kenny. Dashy. Dashy. Oh, yeah, that flopped this year. What a shit I show. mean, that is that is the tragedy, <laughs> isn't it? Wow. I thought that I mean, team was going to be Yeah, like, J-Cap's probably like, not as good as it should be so. or needs to be. But the other four, and you couldn't put it together? That's wow. what everyone was saying, right? Like at some point they're gonna make a run. They made like one final, didn't they? They lost a phase in one final. But that was with Chino. Um, that was with Chino, yeah, yeah. Like they and brought they in Chino and got mental. better. Like that's when you know. Well, it's not a yeah, that's when you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, Chino's yeah. a good, uh, a good player and all Absolutely, that, but no yeah. mean is he in the caliber of the other four players. Dude, some of these are ex MVPs. Like these are these are. Players, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, but are. I'd like, you got to look at like TJ's not the most consistent like player. Dashy, I'm guessing, might just got over his head like before he was the man, like after a good, good, uh, like I was four season. Kenny, that worries me. I think you just had too many personalities in one team, like you had too many Omnimans, maybe. So, I don't know, but like, it is, it is like a. It's getting tough. These franchise years. Um, but what, ha like, what happens in a team to have it? Because, like I said, forgive. You know, you got to remember now, and it's recency bias. How how much stocks have dropped, right? You talk about these players start of the year. You talk about Kenny, TJ, Dashy, right? We are talking phenoms. And it comes yeah. into this year. Yeah, I mean, they and they just get repeatedly. I think spat they did a on. good job with this team. Putting it together, oh, yeah, at least. putting it together, it did. I just, you know, if you but put this I mean, together, I'm like, nailed it. I mean, their coach was Patman as well. I, I don't really, 
Normally when I have a conversation with Pac-Man, it normally goes in one ear one, out, out the other. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know how far his like, knowledge goes or his man management. I was but very... that had to be, there, there had to be some poor man management there. There has to be. Has to be. To have them four players on one team and to be absolute garbage for most of the season, unacceptable. Yeah, it's... And then they got rid of Pac-Man how many months ago? Three or so months ago? And they brought in that, like... Supposedly, they brought in some like ex Overwatch League guy. Have they? Well, I haven't, so... I haven't heard anything. So I have here in front of me, right? For OGLA, I have the timeline, just a 2020 timeline of what major things have happened with this team because it's nothing really. Um, I so in January the eighth, Pac-Man joins. Now, if I remember correctly, that was an uptick for OGLA because they actually ended up doing well. Actually, no, they did well just before he left, which was the most mental thing. Yeah, then the next most memorable thing this God. year was Kenny renaming to Quavo. <laughs> Chino that moves to the starting roster. Jcap moves to substitute. May 11th, Pac leaves. Right, because that's when they, 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 they managed to get to the final with Chino. Pac then leaves, and I've heard many things about it. I don't really know what's going on, but I mean, that is not a big... I'll give Pac-Man his credit, right? That is not a lot of time to turn a team around or to do anything with the team. So why they hired him and fired him so quickly is quite frankly ridiculous. And somebody in the head management of that, that franchise, either Pac-Man is grossly incompetent or it's money saving. Either way, I don't think it's he's grossly incompetent because you wouldn't be able to find that out unless he literally sabotaged the team. So I don't think it's that. It has to be that they've just made knee-jerk reactions in regards to what's going on. Um, because... That's just not enough time for Pac-Man to do anything. Like he he didn't build the team, so he's come in halfway through the team already mm. being built and having these shocking results. Trying to turn a team around and it all goes tits up. The next thing is Katie Bedford joins as a streamer, and then Chino moves to substitute. There's like there's nothing <laughs> on this entire timeline that anybody would give a shit about. Um, yeah, the other the only the biggest thing here I think is probably Dashy going to sub, and I heard that was attitude problems. Hmm. Yeah, Slash had talked about a lot of this stuff on, on the recent podcast at quite some length about how, like, he, you know, Dashi, um, like, he would turn up to practice, but he wouldn't, like, they would try new things, they would try different roles and stuff like that. Slash also said that he came into the year expecting to be a main and expected, like, imagine Dashi wanted to be a flex, uh, but Dashi also wanted to be a main, so immediately there was a conflict there. Um, yeah, I never then, yeah, I heard that, and what confused me is that I remember playing Dashi on LAN, I was a Mania on World War Two, and I won that greater that year. And I spat yeah. all over him, so I don't understand <laughs> why he tries to be a Mania. Um, yeah, he was a main. Yeah, for like, why would you don't, like? Yeah, like, I don't like. You have to give Slasher the Mania role. Like, you need him at the back line, commanding all sorts of demands, and you need you need him yeah. at the back giving demands out. He, he, you ain't gonna get the best. He, he's a winner. Like he at heart is a winner. If you don't have him doing that, you probably aren't going to win because you don't really have any other winners in your team. You have like players that can get you wins, but not winners. Yeah, I agree with that mentality. And I still, I think, I think this team was a mentality thing. Like Sasha talked about how there was like some patch expected early season that was going to change everything up. That never happened, so they weren't practicing too hard. Then he was saying that like TJ and Dashi, like when they made these roster changes with Chino coming in and stuff, like they didn't have confidence in the team, so. You know, they weren't going 100 percent and stuff and then they just bit the bullet and brought in the ams so yeah bit of a disaster of a season right it, it it's it screams volumes about like 
and I don't want to rag on OGLA too hard because they, they like I said, they essentially started the year. OGLA got bought and everyone was like, yeah, Optic's going to be in the league. And everyone, oh, it's not the people we like in Optic. And then everybody in Optic proceeded to just kick the shit out of them and basically devalue. Optic Gaming is no longer a viable brand in terms of like what it once was. You know, you could probably switch it out for anybody else and, and you'd have the same result. They, I've never seen a brand in esports go that badly that fast that hasn't bankrupted their own players or something. Their social blade is crazy. Like the amount of followers they lose on Twitter every day. That's purely because it was run by the actual players and the management rather than just that they was at the forefront of everything. They were, every, they were just the forefront of the content, the teams. I mean, you had Scump there for how long? Hex, forefront of like, pretty much anything they did. I can, that, that was always going to happen. I can forgive yeah, OGLA for true. that, right? It's not their fault. But what happened internally with that team? Because it, it just screams to me that there's clearly like either like an attitude or people are looking at it the wrong way this year because with those players and the right infrastructure around them, they should have done better than they did. Like there's no doubt in my mind that this team should have been doing considerably better than they did. And... If they make a run here at Champs, it will be just a bit of icing over a turd of a season. <laughs> because that's what it is. It's just been yeah. them consistently underperforming in everybody's eyes over and over and over. And don't get me wrong, right? That can be demoralizing. But you'd hope with all the people and all the, the infrastructure and all the people in the background, there should be somebody to hold these players up and say, hey, get to practice on time. Get your head straight. This is a new one. We're doing this. This is great. Instead, instead, we're hearing stories of the players, you know, chalking days, chalking screams, chalking time. It's it's disappointing, especially with, you know, these players who we've seen in other lights, right, of being fantastic players with great work ethics and, and being champions to a, a game, the first game, the game of LA, and we've just sat here and both of these, these franchises are just like, well, better luck next year. Um, let's talk about that who is we think literally the thought process it is, part of it, it is. as well. It is it's a whole trick <laughs> year. Um, yeah. Let's talk about who we think is going to win because that is very important. Um, I have been looking at some of the stats. Thanks. Uh, up to gaming by a landslide. Right? It is. It is up to gaming by a landslide because I went and had a double look at LAG in the last. The stats four. aside, like, LAG is not good. OG, yeah, there's got no something way in I'm choosing against OG. Yeah. Right I don't know if Slush has moved to. I know he was talking on the podcast about like moving to Texas because obviously the server situation's a bit shit for him yeah. in Cali. Um, so I don't know if he's actually done that, but I just feel like the I can't pick against these guys making something happen at champs. Like something's got to happen, even though he's online. I don't know. Sasha seems to kind of have his mojo back a bit lately. So, and I have faith like Kenny can drop a one point two this series and. Get the job done. I just, uh, I just can't see LAG do anything, man. Like the domination's already chalked before we even go in the series. So there's that. Like their search hasn't been that good. So, yeah, worst team in the league for a reason, I think. No, I think, I, yeah, I agree with that. I think realistically, I just want to see something from champs with them, and I think that this is the first hurdle. You know, get past, just get, just get past LAG. I don't think LAG really have anything. <laughs> he's gonna make me go. Oh, this is a team I can root for. Um, yeah, just just move past them. Just be okay, and then you know we'll we'll see maybe what happens uh, next season. But Ojale, maybe they have something. Maybe they've had a great off season. I'm hoping, and I will have to say, you know, if, if Slasher who has made public his 
his problems with his, his internet. You know, you have to kind of factor it in a little bit and say, you know what, yeah, that's fair dues. If somebody is really having those issues every single time, hopefully he's fixed that for champs. That may be a little bit different. Um, yeah, I've got to go LA, uh, OGLA by a mile. Uh, Mako, what do you think? Yeah, OGLA by a mile. Nothing close. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> is it? Really isn't even close. Um, that means LAG doesn't win any prize money, by the way. 11th and 12th don't win anything. 9th, 10th get 100 grand. Yeah, least. they made enough money anyway. Yeah, I know, it's true, <laughs> but I'm just like, it's just funny, isn't it? Yeah. Well, part of the reason why all this stuff's happened this year, everyone's made way too much money to give a, give a crap about the game. Yeah. That's true, a good point. Actually. They're on probably they're on some bags. Yeah, they're yeah, on some bags. I think so. Um, all right. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to our second losers round match here because this is, uh, I think this is a more interesting matchup, right? Seattle Surge versus Paris. Uh, for context, Paris Legion came into the franchise year being kicked about by analysts, by fans, by everybody because this team was not built in a the normal way of, you know, we'll get some Americans, we'll get some, we'll get some big-name players. Their biggest-name player, I think, coming into it was, what, Kismet and Zed, maybe? Yeah, and people were like, yeah, yeah, this team is not going to be great. You know, people were like, oh, we're not going to see an awful lot out of them. And then they started shocking a few people. Um, and people were like, yeah, oh, they had a decent start. Yeah, they had a really well, good yeah, start. And then they, they went for an absolute them. patch of absolute dire. Yeah. And then they kind of semi boy back towards the end. I feel like every team like surpassed the mid-season. It's not like they necessarily were getting worse, but just compared to every other team that was just getting better and they were just stagnant. And and the like, they're the only with, team gone. One thing with this team is that for anyone that really doesn't know behind it, like the team is actually formed by what's it, the, the casters Lando. Yeah, this team was. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Actually. And yeah. for people who don't know, Lando really has like an eye for like people that. Don't really are not really in the limelight. So this team is pretty much made with underrated players, I guess. I don't know, like where the thought process that was behind that. I get it, but I it's don't... kind of a mishmash on paper in it. But yeah, he's kind of like a, a mess on paper. But if it was like a professional sports team, I'd say yeah, fair enough. Where you got like people from. This is not Call of Duty is different, like any of a sports or whatnot like you can't just get a player from spain player from here play from there and make it work it's a lot different do you think do you think that this team uh really suffered from the move to online though because yeah they yeah. were they, I mean, that's they the, were that's the same thing as ogla though right yeah like you're, you're gonna get hurt by based in cali right yeah so yeah, they did get hurt they by another fun time stuff. yeah I mean, here's, here's the thing about Paris for me, is I, I, I don't think they're a bad team. If I remember correctly, I think I was told that they have basically only lost to like the top six teams anyway. But they don't really lose to anybody outside the top six. So they, yeah, they, for a long time, it was just literally... I think for a long time, it was just the top three for most part of the season. Yeah. Mm, it's got bad brackets and stuff. But they're not a bad team. I'm, I'm having a look at their stats now, right? They're... Uh, the last four events. I think they're pretty decent, to be fair. They're I not. Like they're them. not bad. Admittedly, they only have a forty-four percent win ratio um, on map-wise. But they're, the rest they're not D, bad. But I don't think their skill scene is high as it should be in terms of this league uh, yeah. to push uh, for the yeah, top spots. I they're, think they're a really good team for what they really have. I don't think good. they have a, a lot, a lot going for them in terms of like roster. 
Mm-hmm. You don't go, it doesn't go as deep as some of these teams. Oh, we just said that the OGLA team has been terrible this season. We just named four MVP lot players. Yeah. Yeah. This team going to this season had one, I'd say, MVP lot player, and that's Kismet from last year. Yeah, top four champs and that. And I mean, it's it's like it's the only team I think, apart from only team that hasn't won an event to not have made a roster change. So that was the um, that was part of the discussion as well. Like going into this last event that they end up coming second at, well, like it was a London, it was London event, wasn't it? They they beat out London in a series, which like big win for them. And unfortunately, it, did, it wasn't enough to get them out into winners bracket because of what happened with Toronto and that, but. I mean, they gave it a good go. And, like, the, they lost twice that tourney to Dallas. And, like, Dallas had the Texas host. So, Paris are always going to get smoked those two series. But they beat they, everyone else. They, so. could, they could have won that event. Like, I, I think Paris, for me, bracket, Paris for me, if anything, is uh, a representation of what can happen with a team in the right structure and what, you know, you know players that maybe get undervalued. Like, you know, I mean, the, the problem for me is that I don't want to show any bias here because I'm a really big fan of their coaching staff. Just as a personal thing, I don't know how their coaching has gone all year, but I do think, you know, to work with the resources they were given and from what I understand, and this actually hasn't come from anybody I know within the organization, just just other than the grapevine, they probably haven't spent as hard as other teams have to get the results that they have gotten, right? You, You wouldn't have been surprised at the beginning uh, to think, you know, oh, this team will do nothing all year. And then to do something and to take down some scalps and say, actually, oh, hold on a minute, this is not a team to be laughed at. Um, you know, I put Paris a little bit higher. You know, I think Paris could have been much higher in the rankings coming into this. Um, it's, so not I, consi- it's not consistent enough across the board, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I said, there like, is some- when they're all shooting, they can be a very good team. But to get them all shooting the same lengths is going to be a very hard task for them to be able to pull something from the losers. Yeah. But being a loser bracket from the start is hard. Like You need really to be coming out firing from the horrible. get-go. <laughs> In fact, to have a team with a lot of inconsistent consistent players is going to be a very tough one for them this, uh, this tournament. They might get through one or two rounds, but I don't think much more than that. They're S&D so good, though. 82% last four, really? last four events. 82%. They've been pretty clutch in that as well recent, like round 11s and stuff. I don't know. That's just... Yeah, the S&D was garbage for a while and then it got better, right? Yeah. yeah. They kind of had to rely on it, I suppose, because everything else is bad. Uh, <laughs> last four events. Domination. <laughs> uh, basically, some Petros or anything they, they've been able to win on. 22% of maps won. High point, 31%. Not, It's not good for them um, in terms of everywhere else, but they, uh, they are Done good at S&D. Fives. They are they are good at S and D, and that may may pay dividends. Let's talk about the other the team again against them. The uh, this team, Seattle Surge. Bloody hell! It has had a shocking year. Shocking. Imagine coming into the year as the management and thinking Karma's going to retire. Like that is just. I mean, not even like it's affected their team too much, but just in terms of brand value, it's crazy, right? And then I don't know, absolute shocker. Like, not, I'm not incredibly surprised, frankly, because coming into the season, it's like, okay, you've got Slack, you've got Enable, you've got Karma on the team that have all basically played the same role. Where is your slaying? Like, you're expecting Apathy to go off every single game as your main sub? Like, that's going to be a tough one. 
So I don't think the team was ever going to work for the start. They sub out on Nabel, then they like, then they bring in Panda, then they bring a Nabel back in for a series, then sub him out again for search and destroy, like absolute madness. Then obviously he doesn't want to be on the team because maybe he feels like he's been disrespected or whatever. And then he's got Octane dropping 1.3s every series and no one else is really putting up numbers. Then again, it's Apathy at Champs. Maybe you can put on a show. Um, and now you've got Proto in the team, which maybe is a move that I feel like they should have made a little bit earlier than they did, at least give it a go, given that what else is going to happen. Um, just a strange one, because you've got Panda and Proto as your two like substitutes on the team. Most other teams that have made good changes this season in terms of um, substitute players haven't got them from their bench, right? They've just picked them straight up from the, like, the amateur side of teams that have done well early season. So um, maybe that was the way to go here. doesn't happen. Um, yeah, disaster from start to finish. Octane, year of his prime. <laughs> Down yeah, the pad, was, I guess. He was the number one player for most people's drafts coming into this year, remember? We did one. We know, I know a few mm. other people did one. There was like uh, draft sites that put him up. And I don't think his stock has dropped that much considering how bad the team has gone because he is still putting up the numbers and going berserk and doing Octane things. But this team... It should have been much better. Like you had enable in there. Don't be giving too much credit to Octane, by the way. Yeah, I think that it just is, stands over an AR. Like I don't, I don't think you should be sitting there praising Almighty Octane and just shitting on the rest of the team. Just stands over an AR. It's not hard in this game. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I still think he's. Um, a, I still think he's a top AR though. Like, I don't think he's stopped. Not in this like game, though. No. Like, yeah, I don't think he stops drop, but you can't call him a top AR. His team's been bottom of the league. Yeah, that's. Got put up numbers, true. but he's just standing over an AR. And most of the times it's cave that these numbers come from mm. and they play cave a lot but they don't win it but he still puts up numbers oh uh, yeah I, yeah i, 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 I just think that, that, I, actually, that point. I think the team had a bunch of route men you want to call that's what the role is now route man yeah a bunch of route man <laughs> you're gonna have to explain that one to me and people at home Dill. like if people are gonna ask what that means just, <laughs> a, just objective minded players i guess yeah, Not yeah really that's selfish word, players. i guess <laughs> I mean, whenever you, whenever you ever thought Enable was a slur, Apathy is not really a slur until the end of the game. Mm. Eamon hasn't been a slur since, boy, Black Ops 2 Ghost. Yeah. Do you, think they like, suffer, do you think they suffer from the, what I like to call the late meta of Greasy Demon's Cracked Speed? Or... Well, that, was the, that was the game from the get-go, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I'm on mm. feeling that was the meta. And looking at the roster, they don't have it. Oh, People discovered four subs. Apathy, oh. apathy might have it end of the year, which I am. Um, I think fact, it's too late. Yeah, they got one series, you know. <laughs> yep. Way yeah, too late. I mean, I am surprised at some of the stats they see come out of this team. They haven't won but an AR, S&D in the last four AR games. does well, the whole team does well. Yeah, the forty-five game made doesn't work that one. One player does not carry a whole team in a forty-five game, especially modern warfare, where you, if you kill a whole team. You probably got to kill him four more times. Yeah, your subs are most important right now for sure. I think. I mean, the S and D should um, be interesting because based on stats alone, they shouldn't even touch Legion. Like they shouldn't even come anywhere close to Legion on the S and D. They haven't won an S and D in the last four events, I think, according to the stats. Really? Um, Not see how. They are. I mean, they've have an S and D coach. They have Nubsy. I don't know what's gone on in that team. Um, I'm sure Nubsy has been beside himself this year. I don't know whether he's a good coach, a bad coach. I don't know if the the power structure is there correctly. Something is deeply and fundamentally wrong internally for this team to be this bad and not make the correct changes. Because to be like, I mean, just focus on a fucking game mode, right? 
Just get some wins <laughs> somewhere. It's hard when the players aren't talented enough to play a game like this. Mm. It's, I mean, yeah. and apparently, like Serge, they didn't want to after Damon retired and that they didn't want to like splash out, you know, to get someone else. So it was just kind of like, yeah, well, make it work with this team or let's three see what happens. Three times didn't even make it through the year. Yeah, what a warfare, baby. I don't blame him to be honest. Yeah, neither <laughs> me, neither me. He's done a blinder there, especially if he still got paid for the last uh, few months. So, oh man, this team is is outrageously disappointing. I imagine, like I said, I think the management and that are, are probably just given up as well. Because what are you going to do? You know, your entire your entire team is basically collapsed. You think at the start of the year, you know what? We've got some really good names here, right? We've got App, we've got Octane, Slack, Enable, Karma. Oh, this is a this is a team with with names, right? We've got people who are champions. We've got you know, Karma's probably on their biggest draw. Octane was definitely a coup to get straight into the Seattle Surge, and we would have ranked them very very highly at the start of the year. Turns out the meta and the game, uh, it couldn't be a more wrong team for it. And then you know the fact that they can't even play S and D. Yeah, I don't know if this team was ever going to be that good at search. To be fair, like looking at the players, it's a bit of a shocker in search, from top yeah. to bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But to I be, mean... I mean, there's being bad in search, and then there is being a level where honestly. This team, if they wanted to, should have just signed up five from any of the AM, te- AM tournaments to play their S&Ds. I think any any Could any of the challenger tournament, any of the couple of like the top three from any challengers, would just get them to play your S&Ds, and they probably would have had a better better scoreline. That's what they tried to do, you know. Subbed out enable for Panda in the search. I was entertaining. No, subbed a lot out. Subbed a lot. Yeah. Out. Just, get, just 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 scorched earth it, because if that's going to be what you play, I mean, what are you even playing for at that point? You might as well just throw caution to the wind. Um, it's just it's bad it's bad it's bad so let's talk about Paris Legion then Paris Legion versus Seattle Surge what do we think Paris in my opinion I, I think... fancy Paris in this yeah I think like 3-1 something like that yeah. Paris win the Surge win the Dom yeah something like that I just don't have any faith in Surge or LAG and Paris and OGLA have actually showed some promise. No idea how their practice is going, any of these teams, but it can't be great, can it? <laughs> I mean, depending on which way it matches up, I would actually go a little bit different and say it's probably going to be hard point S and D for uh, for Paris. Yeah, maybe um, they, actually, yeah, Serge are decent at Domino. Serge aren't, yeah, that's probably their their better game mode if there is such a thing. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Paris are gonna gonna lose. In that regard, especially especially with an S and D record that differing, like it's not even like oh they've won a few differences and they'll match up a bit weird. No, no, no. Seattle just lose them all. Paris have a good record versus basically everybody. Um, so it it really shouldn't be one of these. And I think Paris move on in this bracket, uh, unless I don't know something's happened in Seattle Surge. You know they've got that micro that magic Michael Johnson water from Space Jam. It's like the only thing that will save them here. Um, what did I? Did I just said the name wrong. Don't know. Michael Jordan. I think I said Michael Johnson. Michael Jordan. Water. Anyway. Legend either way. <laughs> it doesn't matter either <laughs> way. Let's move on to our winners round bracket one, um, and talk about our, our next matchup: New York versus Minnesota. Now, this is a game I'm really looking forward to um, because I think it finished both of these winners round one games superb. Uh, New York and Minnesota. New York have been up and down so much that I don't. 
I still struggle now to think of them in the light that I probably should do, um, because of, of of what they've done. They deserve the a lot year. of credit, to be fair. Yeah, like, the way they've turned things around. I mean, like their entire season, there. I was just looking at their thing. They're like thirteen and seventeen or something, but. Like they, the Mac joined, they looked so much better. Then they kind of dropped off for a couple of events and they just came through absolutely swinging when they won their own home series. Um, so, yeah, I think they deserve a lot of credit. Like it's an interesting series because Minnesota have made this change with Goddard coming out for Exceed, which is, I mean, that's an interesting outrageous. change, first of all. That is, I mean, it is pretty outrageous. outrageous. I mean, their, 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 process, their thought process is. Um, I don't know, like when they brought Exceed in for Alex, do you remember when he had his thumb thing? Like that, um, I mean, that worked great. It was only one series and it was last minute, but it worked great. Uh, they say their scrims have been going well behind the scenes, but Rocker have lost their last eight series. Yeah, I in heard that from every close. team. Every team in Colorado. That's true. Uh, every single team. So yeah, that's true. That's you true. never, like, who loses scrims? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it just imaginary team? Both teams are winning the scrims. And everyone just plays and just loses all the scrims. <laughs> it, it baffles me. I don't hear anyone having bad scrims anymore. <laughs> Everyone's scrims go well. So you either, everyone's drawing maps or there's just imaginary teams that everyone's scrimming. It's mind blowing. But yeah. They probably uh, maybe they're screaming am teams as well back in the day. Maybe that's screaming, what screaming the fucking Zars, man. <laughs> could be. I mean, it generally could be. Like, <laughs> I suppose people don't want to give stuff away, like demotivate themselves before going into champs. But I mean, I've heard I've heard so much stuff down the grapevine that I, you know, I kind of want to expose. But I haven't got the proof I would like. But some people are still chalking shit this close to a four point five million tournament, and that disgusts me in every in every sense of the word. Um, and if I had my way, I would expose these players so they never, you know, no one really thinks of them like they do. Yeah, but... I can tell you that fucking the, <laughs> the four, the, the top four teams in the challenge have seen, I know from the, um, I've probably played more than some of the pro teams, but I know they have, so. Mm. Yeah, it's bad. Not like, surprised, that's, a, that's, the te- that's a testimony to how much some people want it. That's what you, that's what we said about earlier, you know, like. It's the money there now. Like... Yeah. Yeah, when, you, when you're earning an absolute bag, and you don't have to worry too much about losing it. I just think, think that Minnesota change is absolutely outrageous, by the way. Let me talk about that for a second. Go on, go for mm-hmm. it. Go for it. God, are X supposed to be... What was he supposed to be like? Making videos about him, like he's the best thing since sliced bread. I mean, I'm surprised he's like he, he got that good. Like, he's been playing since God knows how when. So, someone to get that good out of the blue, fair enough. Like, it takes some some heart and desire to to be below average for so so long and then become such a such a good player and then for them for, for him to then get benched when he's been like one of your only saving graces this year very mind-blowing i think alex needs to hit some form this week uh this week went from a top player to i don't know if it's the form i think it might be when you have them sort of pains i don't think they really go away you could treat them i don't think they really go away when they get that bad when you have to sub yourself out it's got to be bad if you're subbing yourself out. Yeah, it does. Uh, mm. I'm curious about to, that. To, to openly admit you've got a pain and then to say you've got a sub out, it's got to be bad and then pains don't really go away. So I don't know how bad it's got for, for him to be not really hitting the form that he's used to. Actually, then yeah. drop the, other pl- the, the only other player that really get, like, gets something going for you. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Cur- I'm curious about that injury, right? Because, I mean, COVID probably hasn't helped. Um, and the fact he's over there on a visa, you know, the American healthcare system might, you know, I don't want to go into it, but I mean, you get it with the, you get healthcare with the with the contracts. Yeah, mm, so it shouldn't true. be too bad, but obviously, he probably hasn't gone and got it seen as much as he would do because of COVID, right? 
Yeah. Like if yeah. it if it wasn't for the fact that we all have to isolate and we all have to do this, especially with the Rocker, right? Because if I remember correctly, that T that the the franchise owners of that have stakes in the Vikings. So if there's one franchise that is gonna have the ability to go, hey, technically we could lean a little bit on our, you know, well, they're gonna have they're gonna have world class physiotherapists. They're gonna have you know people who could look at it and they could go, you know what, let's. Let's t- and, and this is just you know I don't know the internals of it all. Let's let's take him down to somebody who knows something about injuries and sports injuries, and get this shit figured out because we're paying him a good amount of money and we have that facility. You know I don't know how tight all that stuff is between the Vikings and the and the Rocker, but I imagine there you know somebody high up could go. I'll take care of it. Let's come with me. Come with me. Come. I mean, to yeah, me. because at that point you're looking at him for year two. He's been playing well. You look yeah. at him to be a year two player. So. Why wouldn't you invest a bit, a bit of money or use the facilities that you got with your high-end physios and your surgeons, I guess, whatever you want to, whatever you got. Some... I, don't, I don't know, but then to use Exceed, like, he's not that good, like, to be, <laughs> to be well, however, whatever form Godorex is in, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to, to bench him for Exceed, in my opinion, no I would say no offense to Xe, but there is offense. He's not better than God X, not even close. So I think they made a mistake there. Hopefully they prove me wrong. Don't really care if they do, to be honest. But um, yeah, something had to change. I feel. I mean. Yeah, but you look at the roster, and I'm looking elsewhere. Yeah, and I could make changes elsewhere, but I guess their bench isn't the greatest bench. You got him and Tiny, not really great players, I guess. So Maybe similar to Surge in a sense. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't know. The team is good. I guess he kind of got hurt moving to online. But even then, they were kind of decent at the start of online, if I remember. Yeah, they were. They made another final. Oh, I just, <laughs> I just while we're talking about that, I thought, you know what? I'll bring up the stats from the last four events for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It's it's bad. So oh, much so that I'm actually having oh, to relook at it just, just to see if it's if it's yeah. They haven't won a search. They've won fifty percent of their DOMs and twenty nine percent of their hardpoint maps. St. Pet is their banker. They've got one hundred percent on the last St. Pet they played. Um, it's probably but two. Twenty five percent map win ratio over the last four events, uh, of which none of that's S and D. It's not good. <laughs> it's really not good. Um, yeah, Rocker have had a shock at the last four events, pretty much. But I mean. Yeah, they've tried to move. I just think Subliners are way too good for them in this one, to be honest. I, I yeah. don't know. As as you say, I've no real reason to believe that Exceed's going to make him drastically better. Like, okay, maybe it changes the dynamic, but you've lost a lot of like potential turn-up power. Also, who, who's, who's sniping for you now, right? Godorex is a pretty damn good sniper in Search. You lost him, so, like, don't know. Search there was a doesn't... lot of S&D maps there. Yeah, exactly. So, there you go. They've, they, this is a team that has started high, really quite high, in my opinion. I was like, holy they were shit. top four. Like everyone agreed, they were a top four team after the first like two months. And now you wouldn't. You, you so. I mean, I don't know. I think that the the biggest issue for me is that they probably are still up in that top six. Um, but it's not Who? Rocker. Oh. Where you got that one from? Yeah, where you pulled that one from? <laughs> they're hitting the worst form ever. And you pulled a top six out your ass. Hit, hit, let me explain my logic to this. Jeez. What, what I can't logic? wait to hear this. You've just read out their past form. And you said it's shocking. So how have you just said they were here's, top six? Here's why, right? Because I'm looking at the other teams 
outside of right. So the top four, you know, obviously we're going to ignore the top four, but the New York are probably above them. L I mean, ah, oh, no, you're right now because I just I didn't know how they would face. You run yourself into a corner here. Yeah. No. In fact, here's the thing, right? I'm quite happy to admit when I'm wrong and change my mind. That's the difference with this podcast is I have there no issue go, with being see. wrong. Okay. <laughs> None at all. Because to be wrong means I'm learning. Bearing in mind how good Toronto are recently, yeah, I would move them down. You are right, maybe. Minnesota have dropped significantly. They're still better than probably Seattle. Eighth might be all right. Lag. But... Still better than. They, they could mix Paris? it up in the eighths. Yeah, they could mix it up in the eighths. Um, I mean, they, they got three by OGLA, but I think that was the series that they had exceeded for Alex. That wasn't ideal. Since then, they actually did lose a game five to. Oh, no, it was the game five to Rocker they lost with exceeding. Yeah. So they got three by Optic, one tourney. That's bad. Lost to London <laughs> game five. Lost to. Uh, that's that's a game five, Florida, right? You go so game five bad. against London. Like. Yeah, that was quite a recent. But London can go like London are just weird team in it. Like they can just smoke you or somehow go game five and lose, like just choke it away. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get to just... them. Um, but no, I mean, I think the biggest issue for Minnesota right now is they're going against a New York team that is certainly riding high at the very least, right? Like, they're not obviously, they're not probably wishing for it as good, but I mean, it tells in the stats here. Their Dom's probably one of the better ones we've looked at so far 73%, you know, 59% grand total in terms of map win ratios their D is okay their hard points okay they're they're going they're, they're on the better side of 50 percent you know 55 and 53 and that says a lot right because if you are at least somewhat consistent and you have wins going down there is something you can play off uh minnesota don't really have that so for me in, in terms of this new york team you know, I think they they actually ended up trading Trey away. I don't know what happened in the team for that to happen, but you know, when Mac Meltzer's come in and done well, and and they've had a few things go go their way for them, it's 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 very interesting for me to see that the New York team was supposed to be amazing. Then it went, oh god, this New York team is terrible. To oh no, they're all right now. No, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. It's kind of like oh, we've decided to go up and down and settle in the middle. They've had a very up and down season, to be fair, because even like when they did manage to make the run and win their own home series, which is impressive, the very next tourney, they come up 3-0 LAG, get bopped by Dallas, and then they go down and lose 3-0 to Paris. It's like, that's the last tourney they've played in the Pro League, or last, last series they've played. So, bit of a weird one. Um, but yeah, I still do rate him highly, to be fair. I just think they have a lot of talent in their squads. And yeah, they seem to play a game a lot. They seem to care. I think having accuracy on the team has pretty, been pretty beneficial for them. Um, so, and obviously Max just been like superb. Every time I feel like, oh, maybe his stats last event weren't so good, he just drops a 1.2. So, yeah, he's been a real talent for them. And also attached. I think attached definitely deserves a mention. Last few tournaments, I think the last like three tournaments, he has like a 1.2 or 1.25, something in that region. Um, didn't start the gear off so great, I believe. But yeah, attached lately has been super good for them, which has been really impressive. So, they've got a lot of firepower now, actually. I think this team has done so well to recover because they started off on a high, right? People were like, oh, this team's great. Then they obviously fell off a cliff and everyone was like, oh, crap, what has happened? You know, what is Revan doing? Because everyone has a lot of faith in Revan um, and it was a big news for them to get him as a coach. That was one of the, the coaches people actively look for at the start of the year. Um, and they managed to stabilize it, okay? You know, they've actually managed to, to hold their own, to keep themselves in this position. And yeah, it's a team that certainly, in my opinion, has got itself a good building block for next year as well 
Like they figured out, you know, we've had the highs, we've had the lows. They know how to deal with that. And they've made a roster move, which a lot of people didn't know whether the trade move was a good idea. But obviously, following on from that, they've had some success with. What do you think, Maka? What? Which team's going to win? New York. New York as a team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about uh, their um, roller coaster year. Yeah, all round decent team. Uh, few inconsistencies across the board, but who hasn't this year? Um, decent team. They got rid of Trey. I think that was a poor move. I think, uh, I think, uh, Sensor's dad was right. Friendship team, but this happens. But they got Matt Melton. He performed. He fitted well into the team because he was performing. When you're under them sort of players, you need to perform. Was the way you're going to kick you to the curb. Performed. And it was cautious since then. And I guess they're going up and down. But, hey, not a bad year, in my opinion, after they got Matt Melts. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I guess if I had to pick one team to make like a dark course run to actually win the thing, like I might say them. Um, just because I think the they top are... four teams, yeah, they've shown yeah. their best. They've been able to beat the top four teams. Not many, apart from Toronto in that last. Uh, yeah, exactly. Apart the last one. Not Let's... many. Not, not many teams outside the top four have beat the top four. Yeah. Let's talk about who we think uh, who's going to win then. Minnesota versus New York, and I feel like this one's obvious again. Yeah, New York. Yeah, I'm thinking it's got to be New York, right? Yeah. Yeah, to me, I'd take them. Um, that's a, I mean, Minnesota is the first series of this new team, but I can't imagine them being better in New York. So, yeah, that's how I'd go for it. Yeah, fairly easy. All right, next one. This is a, a this a, is a tough series. I think this is. A, I think this is a great series. If anything, yeah. Um, this is actually the favorite. This is a game guaranteed series we have so far. <laughs> this is the series I will hundred percent be watching, regardless of what time it's on, because it could be on. I don't. Know, I haven't seen the full schedule time wise. Um, London Royal Ravens versus Toronto Ultra. We have the Ravens, who people have been, and and this again, you know, take out the bias. Obviously, Mad Cat's this up, <laughs> and I'm, you know, we're all from England. the The London Royal Ravens started off the year, and people were very, very excited to see them play. That has not played out in the way that fans would like. It has felt like the European teams evolved. We're like, teams could do great, and then all of a sudden they just fall off a cliff in the mid tournament. Um, they came close. They got to one final this year. That's their biggest achievement. No chips. Um, and this team looks like it has a lot of talent in it. You've got Dylan in it, who, you know, everyone last year was, was saying, oh, this is outrageously good. He is a fantastic player. Let's, you know, keep an eye on him. He could have been, you know, up for MVP if Simp wasn't there uh, of the year or rookie player of the year. You know, the, the Waskins come in earlier the year. He was godlike those first few events he looked like holy crap he is the player on this team even though i think scraps was made to be the face um you know they had jerd and they had they had rated right and jerd has literally disappeared um and and just gone and we've not even heard from him since he you know went out of the team um and obviously rated has, has gone on to do the massive things in warzone and they've had these these changes in this thing that's just Still hasn't fully clicked. It's in, they they seem to have this weird obsession with looking like they could beat anybody, and then also looking like they could lose versus anybody. So I I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Rao? What do you think about this London team? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting team, to be honest. Like, they have so much potential. When it clicks, like, that one tournament that they first brought in Trey and they made the finals and they lost to Chicago, like, Chicago's first event with, um, uh, like, uh, Pristini or whatever, uh, they looked really, really good that event. Maybe a little bit more practice and you feel like they get over the line. It's just an interesting squad because they were planning to bring in Nasty, right? And then the whole visa thing went down and COVID happened. They couldn't get into the States. Well, there was a bit of a nightmare with that. Um and and then they've got Shawnee in the team and it's just like I think Shawnee is a great player but I just don't think he fits perfectly into the role they're looking for him and um I don't know maybe like one one change of piece in that role could send this team to to be top four but I I don't know if it's like a mentality thing if it's like a clutch factor thing but it just seems like whenever this team is in like a really crucial game five or a grand final or something. I just like I'm just never going to bet on them. Uh, that's just how it is. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of disappointing, but at the same time, they have so much potential. So it's kind of a shame to see it not translate into a tournament victory. Because I mean, New York have won a tourney, Toronto have won a tourney. Like I feel like that was in London, um, and so, yeah, I don't think they're going to do it at champs. But yeah, they have the potential. Maybe four v four will help if that happens. Yeah, I could say something. <laughs> this team, right, this is how crazy this year has been, is when you talk about the London Royal Ravens, I honestly think they're more likely to be in the news for winning a Warzone tournament than they are winning the CDL <laughs> one, right? Because you've got, they've just, brought, up, they've just brought on Dukesies to, to the Ravens. Yeah, I, don't know, true, true. I don't really know why. I don't know what's going on with that, if there's going to be some sort of Warzone tournament thing they want him for or content or whatever. Rated's been killing it, and obviously Scraps and Waskins play it to death. People talk about Ravens with Warzone more than they do the CDL at the moment. <laughs> See, that, it sounds funny, but Ravens. it's true. What was it called? Ruckus, like yeah. the Royal Ruckus, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, so. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what do you make of that? Like, because that that's that's mental to me. Nobody's really talking about the Ravens in terms of doing an awful lot of the CDL uh, playoffs. They aren't. They're talking. They're talking about the you know how what they're all doing in in Warzone at the moment. You know, rated's in a, another tournament. I mean, he's a sub, so it's nothing to do with him. But yeah, this is—I don't know what to make of this Ravens team. I don't know if they are. Um, how do I put this? I don't know if anybody's thinking they're going to be a dark horse. I mean, like, I, I kind of want to say that, but I just don't think they have the consistency. Like, I think they have the potential to beat the top teams, but yeah. I don't think they have the potential to beat Florida, then Dallas, then, like, Atlanta or whatever they're going to have to do, right? I just don't think that's going to happen. Like, they might win two of those series or they might go game five in one of them um, and lose around 11 or something. But, like, I just don't think they're going to make a run. Like, that's why I'd say New York is more likely to actually clutch up in the round 11s. Um, even though I think in terms of pure talent, I think the teams are actually relatively similar. London has a shit ton of talent. This this London yeah. team is outrageously talented. Look who's on their roster. They could even change players in there, and you're talking about legends. It, all the way through, European player legends, they have stacked this roster with, and people aren't confident in London to do the business this weekend. But here's what you are right. enough. There's not, like, we, we talk about... Everything you just said there, they get to the later stage of the tournament or they can beat a team and then lose to the worst team, that just comes down to straight organisation. Like, like They're just relying on individual... Um, Plays? How am I this word? No, just individual talent. 
Yeah. Literally just raw talent. That's what they're, they're relying on. You could tell, you could look at their gameplay. They have no real gameplay, like the SDs. And Wuskins get us a sniper pick. That's all your SD is based around. Yeah, their SD hasn't been great, by the way. Like, like, like that's your whole game plan for the whole year. Like, Wuskins sniping. He used to be so like, good at Arklov Peak because he'd just drop 10 every yeah, map. Yeah, but and like, he, he just sat that. in the top room every time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, how, how just do, go be in it. Yeah, like, <laughs> how do we play against London? Oh, just forget Wuskins' top room. Like, it, it, it just looks, it looks disorganized from the top down. Like, Wuskins got a sniper out for 11 rounds in a row. Mm-hmm. You're losing rounds. You need to you need to do some else. You need to have some, a plan B if your sniper's not working. A plan B needs to to come out, and you see you see every round who's last alive. Wuskins, <laughs> okay, that's very we, true. We don't want him last alive because it isn't working. Well, they, like, I think I think if you probably go, what probably should be a stat somewhere. If Wuskins isn't last alive, they have a high percent chance of winning the round. Of, well, here's how like, badly it's gone for them. He's right? a clutch player, like we've seen, but like. It ain't that this year, like a sniper just sitting at the back, just waiting every round. It ain't that. Sometimes you need to just go out there, pull your piece out, and get in there. <laughs> get your hands dirty now and then. Do you think they? Uh, do you think they rely too much on that style? Because uh, don't get me wrong, right? Waskins was absolutely well, killing it. I don't understand how Dill, Dylan looks so bad in this team. I don't think for out he's lost any form from last year. If you used to put him on another team. It'd still be hit. It'd hit last year's form. Yeah. It, that must be a testimony to something that's wrong with this team because it's gotta be. It's gotta it, be like man. Dylan looks like an average player this year, but you go put him in a tens or you go put him in another team, he looks like Dill from last year. It doesn't make no sense. Something is going on there. Do you think it's pacing or meta problems? Maybe why the team? Oh, because you've changed the team how many times? You've had Judd who just runs about. You've had Reese, who naturally is quite slow. You've had so many different. I guess Sean's kind of the same as Reese. You've got Trey. You've had so many different styles of players. Maybe you didn't branch out as much and I stuck to the same old swapping for a slow player. So like you didn't really branch out as much. But you've got enough people there. How many people are signed to the team? Yeah. You could even throw Joe in there. I would have threw Joe in there at some point and say, okay, we've got pacing issues. Take one of our slow players out, Joe. Put the headset down and pick up the controller. <laughs> go out there and make things happen. It's true. That is true. It's interesting that it's under team. I feel like I had such high expectations when I saw the players at the beginning. But of the there's year. also a thing as well. Like I look at the team as well. Like you've got Matt, Brad, Dill. They may have come close to a win, but they've never really seen a win. And we're talking about you're going to go out there and win big tournaments against these players that have won 20, 30 tournaments that are sitting there and their whole career has been a trophy, a check, like, and you're supposed to go out there and you expect these players to be the forefront and go out there and push wins out. They're not used to winning. They haven't seen a win before. That's not on, like, that's not entirely on them. They haven't really been around winners. So you kind of have to, you kind of have to put a winner in there. To really say, okay, this is how we go out there and really crunch them last last minute moments in games, or go out there and really pressure a team like Atlanta, Dallas, Chicago. You gotta go out there and pressure them, and it seems like they're not out there to pressure them. They're out there to stay in the game somehow. 
Yeah. I, I just don't know what's wrong with the team. I don't know if it's the players, if it's the just the, how they actually play the game, the, 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 start, the, play, the style of play. I, I don't know. Someone needs to someone needs to say someone on the team because it just makes no sense. Yeah, I, I can I can I think I can agree with your sentiment in the fact that and I, I think this is probably a common thing with the Ravens, right? Incredibly talented bunch of players, right? Every single one of them, we've all known, we've seen them play, we know they are good. What I think people are struggling with is that this team they expected more out of them during the year. Right? We there was super high expectations for London to throw down and really rock here. We, if they had won one or two homestands this year, people were like, yeah, that's what we're expecting. The fact that they've come second... I was hoping thing, for one. You think? <laughs> you think? I th- I, 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 at the start of the year, I would 100% say I can see them winning something. No. 12 I wasn't going to expect a win. No, but... I, I wasn't expecting <laughs> a win from them. I, I think you've got possible. very incredibly talented players in Elon, Matty, Brad. I, I, I didn't... George's form wasn't the best the past however long. We, but here's uh, the, like thing, if, the home, if, the home if, stands if, mean that it if, should have been possible. I mean, yeah, but you got top teams removed, man. They only have to like some of these home stands. Yeah, you but, only have to beat one of the like two of the top four or one of the top four. Like four series, isn't it? Yeah, you're telling me yeah, you don't you got, win in that, like, bro. You like you need to understand, like you need winners, bro. Like the Florida teams kind of like. Uh, an argument against what I've just said there, but got frosty there, winners it? like how many times have we seen like the like I, I guarantee if you was to go out there and get them a win, they'll bring you more wins. You go out there and give Matt Brad Dill a sniff of a win, you go out and get more. But you bring the team together, and they've only got one chip between five of them. And there's a lot of game, there's a lot of a lot of game like event time or event like event sort of like. How many events they've been to between them? Yeah, they're not fresh faces, apart from really Dylan. Mm. Like they're not fresh faces, boys. So to have one chip between them, I mean, there's not much chips you can pull between European players. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, there really isn't. Dylan. Like, like, like literally have one, two. The <laughs> second one's probably got an asterisk on it, but I'll count that shit. Like there's not many, so maybe like maybe having an all English team probably didn't really work out as much as they probably wanted wanted it to. Yeah, no, I can I can see that. I can, I can I can agree with that. Admittedly, just because being European over the last you know decade hurts. I mean, yeah, you're, <laughs> you like how many times have you seen Europeans choke? I've been in part of a, a lot of them. Like just used to choking. Like just, just every event for the last ten years. It's just Bill. the culture. You know? Apart from yeah. like two. <laughs> apart from like two. Yeah, like yeah. It, 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 being a European player and being a European fan as a whole is hard because we love to choke that shit. We, shit, yeah. we literally are like the English football team. We love to choke that shit. It is pretty, it is pretty tragic. I mean, that's what you're saying about the mutineers as well. Like they do, even though they didn't necessarily have play. I mean, it depends. It was online. Maybe it's different. But I mean, Pharaoh won champs, or not champs, but he won statue playoffs in World War Two on TK. Um, Frosty's done it all in Halo. So like they do have those. They do have that um, tenure, I guess, on the team. Yeah, you've had the sniff. Yeah. I've always said, <laughs> give a player a sniff of a win, and he'll go out and give you a bit more. Yeah. Give him a sniff of it. That's yeah, what he needs is a sniff of a win. Regardless of how big it is, give him a sniff of a win. No, I, I think can... that's what they needed, a sniff of a win. No, I can agree. 100% kind of agree with that uh, that that notion. Um, 
let's talk a little bit about uh, you know Toronto Ultra then, because I spoke with Marky last week and we spoke at length. And in fairness to him, you know, I gave him some uh, some some I'd say reasonably difficult questions, and he answered them in in time because it's you know. I said one of the big critiques about you know Toronto this year is is the way they've chosen to done, do things roster wise. They took a big risk and is the only team to do it that just went, yep, we're taking all ten players. Let's see how this works. Um, and they've they've come under fire for the substitutions. They've come under fire for you know the team not performing as people would like, and it's kind of worked out for them. I mean, just about and just in time, but <laughs> I mean. I mean... We did the last event before champs. I'm not it's necessarily no saying thing. it was. I agree, absolutely. Um, you know, did they need every single player on that bench? Maybe not. Um, but I mean, they got there in the end, which is which is commendable. Um, and I gotta say, really, like props to I guess Marky for making it work because can't be easy having like an A team and a B team. You got to watch scrims of both. Like you got to think of, like which player is going to come in to start and lineup. Is anyone kill in? all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um but i mean <laughs> like i, I this, could tell you that i could tell is, you that the uh, at the start of the year they had the european team playing over here and i'll tell you what there was pathetic amounts of kill going down i'm talking <laughs> our team died three times in a row and they didn't even hop flags they literally were the <laughs> biggest kill whores i've seen in cod history that goes to testimony how hard his job was at the start of the year you had two different teams in two different two different regions kill whore in their way to try to get spots so Mark had a really hard job, so hats off to Mark this year. I mean, if, if I was to say before this year, Mark has been a questionable coach as of recent past two years. I think there's a big question mark going on soon this year, but I think Mark pulled it out of the bag this year towards the end. Comments yeah. to him. Yeah, I, I, I speak to Mark on a regular basis, and his attitude has changed a lot. He's matured a lot, and it's uh, kind of like realised that listen, this is this is my job, like. If this goes tits up, it goes tits up. Like, I think Mark has matured a lot this year and hats off to him this year. Um, to make the team work, boy. Yeah, he's oh, I agree. Well I, I said the what, same some, thing. What some terrible signings they had? Let's put it that way. <laughs> but, um, it's a questionable It's a questionable bench. I think this is a big game for Mark uh, and the team. No, I, I agree. Win I... this game here, and I think they can go, they can, the limits, the limits they can push is. The question mark. I really like that team now as well. Yeah, you can't really put a question. If they win this first game, in my opinion, guys, the limits them. Absolutely. No, I think I, they've got a solid team. It works well at the moment. I, I agree because I, um, I said this to Mark. I said, look, you know, I've heard rumours in the past that your coaching has been... And I didn't say shit, <laughs> admittedly. <laughs> you know, it's not that brutal of a podcast. But I did say, you know, people have put question marks on on how much you do and, and how good you are in this coaching stuff. Because we only get to hear, you know, through the grapevine and these rumours and stuff. So we never really know. And I already told him, I said, the the challenge you've been set this year, because you they had, Toronto Ultra had a head coach that wasn't Marky at one point, and he left. Like, super quick in. It doesn't even hit the fucking news stream. Then they've also, I mean, they've also managed to get Flux in, who probably has, if not, helped Marky uh, in every decision it has at least been someone for Marky to lean on in terms of the fact that they are friends and they do have a very good relationship right and I said this to him I said why is why is Flux gone so under the radar like that's in my opinion you know uh, I mean don't get me wrong North Americans probably wondering you know if you're new don't know who this guy is but he is he isn't stupid he's a very good guy in terms of like 
knowing his shit and 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 he went to university and he did something in data management i can't remember exactly what but that helps having some just somebody else to talk things through with because who else is marky to talk to about fucking 10 players like who is who is marky when you've got 10 players is he going to talk to his gm about it because that's that's not their job like he's not going to run that shit past everybody else he needs somebody who can talk to him on the level of a player who can talk to him on the level of a coach Fortunately, they got flux in because if not, I think they would have been in serious trouble. I think Marky would have probably just been like a, in in a fetal ball this year in terms of like oh, holy what? yeah, how the, like holy fuck, how do I deal with ten players? Ten, it's 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 not just ten players; it's ten players who will actively work to be in the roster, want to be in the roster, and will bitch about not being in the roster. Not like some of these other teams who've got subs who, who you know you're never gonna see, you'll never give a shit about. That's ten players pushing to be in the roster. And all of them are going to go at Marky. Um, so, I, yeah, I think you can this year, because it's difficult to talk about coaches when you don't know everything that's gone on. But I think you have to give Marky credit for that system and just and just not, you know, leaving or having a mental breakdown. Just just that, <laughs> I think, is credit mm-hmm. enough. Um, but some of their signings this year. So Ben Bantz I want to talk about, because I've talked about him before. And I like Ben, but his stock was through the foot people didn't think i i was i didn't think he was going to get on a team this year i told him he was good enough to get on a team and i thought he should have been um and it was touch and go so i was worried about him but i didn't think he would make a roster this year because of how you know how shit on his his reputation had been and fair credit to him he's looked pretty damn good these last few events consistent these last few events in my opinion he's been crucial i mean to be fair a number of those players have been crucial but like he's been part of that like smg line which actually when they're all firing can be right up there as like one of the most competitive like front lines in the game to be honest and um i mean yeah honestly i can't give enough credit to even before kleenex came into the team to to ben and to cami like cami especially the last couple of events like sniper in search uh, in the respawns um i've just been superb like cami like cami mvp baby probably the mvp the last few events to be fair Bands has done what he needs to do. Classic, after what his stock was like. I mean, obviously, like people are going to play with Classic because it's Classic, but like, after where his stock was at the end of last year, like where he only won an event with a Rampart and was pretty terrible the whole year without it, like he's been much improved this entire season. Methods is just do what Methods does. And then, like, I guess since Kleenex has joined the team, they've been, I think they have like the second best win percentage in the league since this joins, uh, which, I mean, you know, that was an interesting signing, right? Because that's pretty much off the back of that one single clip that he did against Envy and, um, <laughs> on Singularity at Black Ops 4 Champs. But, um, I mean, it works out. And it, it's interesting to see that that is the solution, I suppose. Like, if you look at this starting five that they have now and think at the start of the year, and they've got Looney on the bench, they've got Brack on the bench, um, you know, Mayhem, I don't think it was ever really going to be there, but Lucky and Metals, like, they've tried some of them. I think they've got such good subs in terms of Brack and Looney, by the way. Like if they, if we were, if imagine Ch- Champs wasn't now, imagine we had a shit ton more homestands. Like he could experiment more and go, you know, well we could we could throw some shit at throw some shit at the wall, see what happens. I mean, you never know what the game's going to be like, you know. Like if we're playing Black yeah. Ops Four again, then I guess we chuck Brack in and maybe Lucky, but or maybe Metal. Who knows? But yeah, it's just it's just taken a long time to get to get it all figured out, right? And the question is, I suppose next season, like you know, is, are we going to have another roster? like shuffle to the point where we need a new starting and how long is it going to take for them to get it together because they got it together now they won an event they've got maybe a chance to make a run at champs but by the skin of their teeth do they make it to the winner's bracket yeah um so 
They could have done with another couple of months, to be fair, of the season, as you say. We could have done with another couple of months to see where this, this team goes consistent-wise. Like, I don't know how consistent it's going to be going on, but full credit to Toronto. They did win the last event before champs, and they did do it in kicking, you know, the big scalps. Like, they didn't just, you know, have an easy easy thing, oh, you know, beating basically nobody. All they, the big teams. Yeah, they beat some big teams. So I think realistic for Toronto, and I said this before, right? Toronto have beaten teams that you're like, oh, that's who you need to beat. If you want to make a name for yourself, that's who you've got to beat. So I'm uh, I'm very curious in terms of the fact, like, how good do we think Toronto are um, in terms of, like, moving forward into this event? Because I think they should be really quite high in it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mark is just saying in the chat there about how um, issues getting people back to Toronto set and back, which certainly is fair enough as well. Um, I, mean, I don't know. Like, I, I really like this team right now. I think they showed a lot of potential. People, obviously, at the time, were talking about the, um, the Fristini tornado thing, that they won that map four or whatever against the Huntsman and everyone's like, oh, you know, it's like fake win or whatever. And then they go on to just bop the um, next couple of teams they play in, in Dallas and Atlanta. So yeah, obviously they had to win those series or those were must win in a sense for them to get into the bracket and Dallas and Atlanta, not so much, but yeah. Um, I mean, they come in with actual pedigree, right? Because if I'm looking at this series against London and uh, like, I'm trying to choose a favorite, if, if there's someone as well who I'm going to pick as like, because this could come game five, round 11, like I wouldn't be surprised that happens. But uh, if I had to choose an actual clutch team right now, I think this entire season, like Toronto haven't been so good in their, in their clutch factor. But this last tournament, they were winning everything, right? Like the, they won two, the two hard points they won against Dallas were like 250, 247 or like, they won like four hard points. They were like 250, 240, something like that this weekend. Game five, round 11 methods, 1v2. Like um, somehow their clutch, their clutch factor has just gone through the roof this last event. Yeah. And if they keep that up, like I'm going to take them to beat London here. Um, just because I think that's what it might come down to, frankly. Yeah, I could. T- I mean, like I said, you know, you, you don't beat the Chicago one is 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 one of the ones that people in Nashville wars, but still they still won the other maps. It's not like they got all the maps given to them, and then they beat you know Dallas and Atlanta. Like it's not it's not like it's you're sitting here going, oh, who's some not of the favorites can do that right yeah. now? Who's some of the favorites to win the world championship? Well, you've just named three of them. The three yeah. teams that are our favorites to win the world championship that is coming off other playoffs. Toronto beat them in the very last event. There is that is seriously scary for anybody, like because it, all they got to do is do it again. They've already done it once. They've got to do it again, and they're and they're champions. So they have they are riding super high right now. Um, let's talk about who we think's gonna win this. London versus Toronto. Uh, Rab, who you got? As I say, I think I'm gonna take Ultra in like a game five. Um, yeah, I don't really want to do it, but I think like I, I think they have to be favourites right now. Oh yeah. Am I missing it? Say again, Matt Oh, Sorry, did I miss anything? Uh, we're just uh, we're uh, talking about <laughs> who's going to win uh, London Toronto. Who do you think? A hard one because talent boys I say London, but preparation goes to Toronto. I think it's one of the so... talent preparation. Any other card type preparation of talent, modern warfare, throw up in the air, boom, you know. I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to go with bars to say London, but I think I think preparation wise, Toronto 
are probably the better, better prep. And they'll probably get the better talent. But who knows? We'll see what comes out in the day, right? No, no, I, I fully agree. And I think, I think my biggest issue with this is I should be saying Toronto. Everything on paper, everything in my head is screaming Toronto. My only cap, and I'm going to, by the way, I am going to pick Toronto. Um, as much as it, it bleeds me to pick against London. Um, still, you know, I'm always going to be biased, especially with that, you know, place I live <laughs> next to. Um, my issue is, the only issue I have with this game is, you said it before, London versus Toronto. London can beat anybody. They can, in my opinion, mm, no. pull out a win against anybody. No. You don't reckon? I think that's the other way around. You think London, they can haven't lose against the, London haven't beat the top fourteen. They won't have beat the top fourteen. Oh, but I think this matchup, like, Bill boys, London are better than Toronto, so they probably will win. But if we're talking longevity, like making a run in this tournament, it has to go to Toronto. Like, I think this is the one, the one game they kind of have to beat, where the talent's probably so favoured that into on one side. Obviously, you got the teams like Dallas and Spades. Go the same way, yeah. But it, I don't see London beating your phases, your Dallas's, but I, I see Toronto beating them. That's that's insane to think of, actually. That's a really good point. But that but that just comes down to like it has to be down to prep. Name. It yeah. had to be it has to be prep, boys, because no way that Toronto are worse than London in terms of talent. But Toronto can go out there and beat top four teams, but then you can't. That shows to me that you're not prepared to beat them as much as they are. Yeah, maybe you you prepared to beat them because you're more skilled than them, but they're prepared to go beat other teams because you are not prepared to beat them. Other teams. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that answer. I'm still going to pick Toronto because I feel like if not, I would be going against everything I've 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 yeah. said in the past. Right, I I cannot pick against Toronto here because they won the last event and they took some big names for it. I'm hoping that gives them a, a big boost. The only negatives for them that goes against Toronto here is that London should have and you spoke about preparation if london haven't gone over every single one of those games with a fine-tooth comb and just dialed in because they've just you know it's recent every single map just over and over again just get through that first round and you because you can right you can just dial in and go right we can watch you know a dozen maps of toronto we can figure out everything we need to and then we can prep to beat them first and they should have done that but I'm still going to pick Toronto and we're going to move on. <laughs> um, all right. So in terms of our bracket, uh, Chicago are the next team to talk about. And on our bracket, we've picked New York to go against them. But let's talk about the Chicago team. Right. Chicago Huntsman. The Weird season for these guys, I think. Is a weird I mean, season. Yeah, it, it's... It's like, okay, you've got Gunless in the start of the season. Are you expecting that to last the whole season without issues? Hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Like, I mean, the past, when they four, won the the past event, four games, he's been dropped or benched himself. Yeah, or benched himself, exactly. Every, right? every year. So, yeah. looking at it like, this guy's got a reputation for not staying in the same team for the whole year. Like, yeah, I mean, even if you don't look at the other factors, like, that is just what it is. Like, even if you don't think about reasons and, like, you know, maybe the rest of his teammates not going so hard or whatever it is. Like, that's just the fact of the matter. Um, and, yeah, like, that is always a risk. And when they won that first event at uh, the London Home 
own series, I was like, okay, what is the trajectory for the Dallas Empire, the team that they beat there, and then the Chicago Huntsman, right? And like, it was pretty clear that the Dallas Empire were the team on the upward trajectory with the three young guys just coming into the game. And the Chicago Huntsman almost felt like a ticking time bomb at times. And then you've got Arsatis talking about how, okay, well, Scump is streaming and that kind of detracts from our practice and it's, um, you know, not ideal. And then we get the whole Gunner situation goes down. Seems like they want to drop him. Pristini then comes in. Initially, that works. They win that event where they beat London in the finals. Pristini was unbelievable in that like 3AR meta that we had at the time. Then it goes kind of back to a 2AR meta. Pristini hasn't been performing quite as well in terms of stats. Um, it's just a squad which I guess it was expected to be competing for championships. But right now, I think that it would it would take quite a run for them to do it. They can certainly do it. There's no doubt about that. But um, but I do have them somewhat significantly lower in my power rankings than Atlanta or Dallas. Definitely have a lot of talent, definitely make a run. But um, it just feels to me that there's something slightly off in that team. I don't know if it's, uh, I don't exactly know if it's um, what, what Impact Online has had on that. But um, yeah, they're not quite the same force they were early season on LAN and since Gunless is gone maybe they don't quite have that spark that they did yeah, I, I agree with Rab like online like you got people like Scump and Formal you yeah, guys been playing do. for like Formal's probably been playing for over 10 years FPS like have you got the motivation to be playing online like with, with how online is and especially saying like maybe as much as you say it, I look how big the league is like these two have these two have got more money than sense, so <laughs> like the money's probably not a motivation, but them guys love land, they love compete at the highest level. Online just doesn't feel like it probably for them and probably not as good as they should be. Like formal, some um, expect high things out of them, not getting it. Envoy route man, probably not gonna carry the team. Dini always been inconsistent. RC is consistent, but probably gonna get you the win. Not enough on this game to carry that, that amount of 5v5, especially if you've got players that don't really want to be there in terms of playing line. Do you think, do you think, especially for these, for the, the players you've mentioned, like, do you think that the online has affected them more mentally than just, just, yeah? Because, like, we know Scump lives, you know, he's, his passion and, and all that sort of stuff. It's probably the same with Formal. They just want to get onto an event, they want the main stage, they've done it. So many times during their careers that they either struggle to dial in or just have less of a passion for playing these games in the comfort of home. Yeah, um, yeah. That's uh, yeah. It's interesting. It, this team is interesting because obviously, you know, I mean, apart from the fact that you know, I'm sure many people would like them to be in the final because they're going to double the viewership numbers. Um, it's I just, I said, I said at the start of the year, I don't know. How Huntsman were able to build this team in the uh, in the luxury bracket? How on earth do they get these players? I don't, I just don't understand it. There's no, like, unless you know, X formed some sort of act with Satan and went, yeah, or it would give us some low so we can get the rest in. Um, and obviously, Scump was going to go with Hex regardless. But it's just, it's. I mean, the Gunners thing's also super interesting because I've never known of a player that talented to continually. 
basically look like looks like he's trying to just drop his own stock if he can. Just like if it was a stock market and he was on it, he'd be he'd be done for insider trading. Um, simply because every oh. single year he's supposed to be a phenom, and he is. And then God, I don't know what happens, but he's dropped. He's benched himself. He's gone off the reservations. Like I don't think he's, he's won like, an event come... in February the last like four years or something. Man. Yeah, I don't think he's come to the realization you can't win them all. I think that's one thing that he needs to get his head around. And that's one thing at one point I had to get my head around when I put like at the height of my career, like you can't win them all. Yeah. And you can't sit there and bitch when you don't win them all because, like, as much as you can try to perfect it, you can't win them all. Like, like, there is highs and lows, and majority of majority of time in a competitive, competitive environment or competitive tournament league, whatever, there's gonna be more lows and highs because there is people out there gunning for the same thing you are, and they're probably just as good as you are. Yeah. I mean, like, as much as you're gonna sit there and bitch and bitch and bitch. You need to understand that, like, you got different uh, personalities in your team as well. Yeah. Like, as much as they might be grown men, this is a taxing, mentally taxing thing that you're doing. Do you think that so, maybe, like, that's, I mean, we spoke about this before, but, like, mental-wise, you'd like to see more done with players, like, especially with Gunners. I feel like he would benefit from it. Um, just in, in the terms of getting him over that hump. And I'm sure there's sports psychologists who would love to work with him and be like, Yo, I've seen this before. You know, we we always deal with very competitive people. That's where you know all sports players, everybody, all the biggest guys are ultra competitive. Gunness clearly is as well. Clearly got that mindset. Uh, I, I, I don't think so. I think it has to be done early on in careers. I really. You don't, you don't think, are, I mean, I think you can nah, say. When 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 people are so far into their careers and they've been doing something for so long, it's kind of just stuck in in them. I mean, they couldn't. I think that's up to them to mature. I don't think you can get someone else to do it for them, especially in college. You need to do it yourself. You need to grow up. And that's one thing that 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 comes with college is that a lot of people are still very mature. They haven't really grown up, so I think a lot of it comes with growing up. I know it did with me anyway, just growing up as a person. That's. I think. I think that's. A, that's a fair point. Um. All right. This Chicago team then. There was a point where it was like, oh, this is going to go, you know, bananas. This is going to be one of the greatest, you know, teams this year. We all thought it was going to just kick off. Um, they're coming against, technically, if we've predicted it right, New York in this in this bracket. How do we think they do against New York? I mean, my take is this is like very, very possible that New York win this. Yeah. I want to see the last time they played each other because I know that they they lost and then beat them at the New York home series, I think. Um, I will see if my magical... Here it is. Okay, so Huntsman beat them game five at the New York home series, and then they wait on. They went on to 3-0 Huntsman when they played them again in the grand finals. So, um, yeah. I mean, for me, I think Subliners have a great chance here. I think a lot of people have kind of been saying that maybe... like One thing to consider here, I, I suppose, is the way this um, the tournament works. In, like, There's only two matches per day um so maybe momentum doesn't count for as much because one thing you could say is that okay chicago coming in kind of the cold i guess and new york have just won a series against minnesota if that's how it goes then again the series are going to be played on separate days so it's not quite the same um but i think that might count for something like chicago don't always start off tournaments hot i don't think and i, I think honestly if anything new york want to win this one more than chicago do like just to put it like that um 
So yeah, I can definitely see this being, you know, going to a game five, if not New York win it in a game five or even quicker than that, just based off the last time these these teams played. Um, and, and yeah, I think I think New York have been really grinded in preparation for champs there. So I'm actually going to probably take them in like a game five or something like that, maybe even a 3-1. Interesting. It's interesting in terms of the stats. I've been looking up the head-to-head. I have the head-to-heads in terms of uh, how it works out. And it does slightly favour New York um, over the last four events where they've played each other. Um, They've won all the dominations against them. They've 67% of the hard points and 33% of the S&D. So technically, Chicago have a better S&D record against them, Um, which is is curious, uh, depending on how that kind of moves forward and, and where we get to. Because it does look like they could end it in four, um, but I don't know, man. I feel like if, it, if for me, it's this kind of cognitive distance of, oh, is it going to be New York? Uh, now they're kind of on the ascendance, and Chicago Huntsman. It almost feels like they're going like this, right? It feels like these two teams, and they're just maybe they're crossing. Is it? Is it? Where is this point? Is New York now better than Chicago, or if Chicago managed to recover a bit from? Some disappointing results. You know, said Toronto Ultra, they lost against the Ultra, admittedly, you know, before any Huntsman fans jump on my neck. I know there was a 4v5. I get it. Um, but then they went and got slapped by OGLA, 3-1. Um, so is it one of these ones where Chicago are not fully the team we think they might be uh, and against New York, a New York team who have been performing? That they might struggle. Uh, Madcap, what do you think? I got New York on this one. Two for New York. You know what the the funny thing is? Like, I feel like it could go either way, and I can't figure out if I'm if I've got rose tinted glasses in terms of Chicago. Because I'm sitting there going, Chicago, it's still Chicago. It's still those players, and this is champs. Nah. Not really, it's online. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't just, feel the same. Just, just head, kick me know. feet out from underneath <laughs> me there, Dell. Just, just, <laughs> just this team, isn't it? Like, it's different for these. Like, it's a weird team. Uh, Wait, the, 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 the team just stinks of money. <laughs> Huntsman stink of money. It's an interesting. It's an interesting. The team just to... stinks of money. So, <laughs> I can't. I can't argue with it. I tell you what, I'm going to do. I've been overruled anyway. You both have voted for for New York, so I'll pick I'll pick Chicago just to just to give a little bit of just a, the offside you could chance. Probably right. Yeah, so probably. somebody's right, right? <laughs> um, then let's move on. Let's talk about the Florida, the, the Florida, the Florida, the Florida Mutineers, because uh, they're on the other side, and we have picked them to go against Toronto. But let's talk about that team uh, because we only got three teams left before we end this bad boy. Um, the Mutineers have. Had an interesting roster because I wasn't a hundred percent sold on it when I first saw them, and then when they signed Maniac as their sub, I was like, I don't know what they're doing with this year. Um, but turns out Awakening, somebody who I highlighted last year for I thought would be good, um, is is a little bit of a phenom himself. You know, he's, he's come in and he's certainly made an impact for them. He does look pretty tasty himself. Uh, Rab, what do you think of the Mutineers? I'm really impressed with this team. I mean, like. Skies is a quality man they are. Frosty kind of does it all. Havoc has actually probably been somewhat underrated. Um, the player I really like and I've been really impressed by is Pharaoh. I don't think he quite gets as much credit as he deserves on this team. 
um, especially for the role he plays and the numbers he puts up. I mean, since this team, I'm just looking right now, like when they won this event in Minnesota, they won, I mean, how many series is this? Eight series in a row before they went to, they then lost to the Ravens in the group play at the London home series. And then since then, it's kind of been a rocky road and they've only lost to the Dallas Empire. So in the last, like, I don't know, in the last, like, basically two and a bit months, they've only lost to the Dallas Empire and that one match against Ravens in groups. Um, so, I mean, I think it's a great team. I just think that um, it's interesting because it almost feels like they've fallen off slightly because they didn't do quite as well the last couple of events. But then again, they had Dallas in their group at the Toronto Home Series and they lost to them twice. So I don't know how much you can really read into that. Maybe they just have a bad matchup against Dallas, which is perfectly um, perfectly fine. Then again, if they win this series, they play against Dallas. So that's not ideal. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yeah, I honestly, I really like them. I think their team composition is great. I think they're players that frankly are pretty underrated. And I think they certainly deserve their top three spot in the league as it's gone over the course of the season. I, I just think, I kind of wish we'd have got to see them on LAN, right? Because the question is yeah. going to be, okay, yeah, they won three online events. Um, people talk about awakening or whatever, like, like whether he's just cheating or whatever. Like, I don't believe that's the case. And uh, I think that they would have done similar things on LAN. Maybe they wouldn't have, won three events but i feel like they'd have got one under their belt and then at least we could have said they had like a chip or something but um right now it's kind of in a gray area but um yeah i kind of want them to make a run i just think that because they're probably going to run into dallas empire if they do get past toronto it's just going to be it's a tough one right then you go to the gauntlet and losers if that's the case yeah it it, it is difficult it is difficult and it, i don't think they go very far because they've got a Dallas roadblock. Uh, losers, maybe, but the Dallas roadblock is is just there it's for serious. their first. Yeah, it's, it's a very serious, serious roadblock. Um, Madcap, what do you make of this this Mutineers team? Uh, I'd love to see your opinion on this. Crazy team. I, I don't know how they've done it. I, I would love them to just sit down to me and tell, tell me how they've done it. <laughs> um, we look at the team. We next put much, to be honest. Um, crazy what they've done. Hats off to them. Solid team. Uh, crazy. I don't know what to say about it. It's just crazy. Yeah, I think they've uh, they've certainly. It's in terms of like, and we spoke about this before, right? There's always this uh, slight bias in terms of how big a player's name is. To people start judging a team off the the superstars, right? I feel like this team, while they've got you know the recognizable players, they don't have the star power of the other team. And star, I mean, the star power is not the same as uh, talent it is not the same as uh, what you've done in the past, how consistent you've been. It's just how popular you are, and people tend to use use a kind of a judgment for that. And building this team, they probably didn't gather get kind of gather a lot of fans out the gate because they didn't go. Oh, by the way, here's our world champion super roster, um, like some other teams, which hasn't worked out for some other teams. But we'll, we've already spoken mm -hmm. about that. Um, so yeah, you know. I think credit where credit is due. Ogre 2 obviously knows how to get wins. Um, so he has done well. And, and while, you know, I can criticize him and I will criticize him for uh, picking Maniac up as a, as a sub. I don't know what. Exactly. I, I, I wouldn't put too much emphasis on the, probably the staff in that one. You don't reckon? You don't think no, I, 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 think... I, think you're, I think you're taking away from the players a bit too much. No, no, don't I, ga no, no. Don't, 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 get, don't, don't think... gas it too much. No. Uh, I mean, he's only the GM, like, if anything, you go to the, the coach, like, as much as you might sit there and gas on Twitter, like, that's not... Do you know... I, I'm, I'm giving the players full gas for this one. There's, 
They're the ones that go out there and play right. Like, oh no, I I I, I don't want to come. These aren't the these aren't the most talented players. They've done some of themselves. Like, no, I, I apologize if it come across like that. I was I was more saying, you know, I think maybe that people have overlooked the fact that because I don't, you know, Ogre Two may not know a lot about playing COD, but <laughs> I think there has to be something said in terms of his knowledge of being a champion. You know, it's not like he's yeah, frosty, isn't it? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know about that. I don't know about I, that. I think it's. I don't think it's the factor. I think it's a factor. I think you. I, I don't think we should overlook it. The fact that he may have had a positive influence on the team. We don't know. We 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 don't know for certain. But I would not. I would not sit here in good conscience and pretend that Ogre Two is uh, irrelevant in the equations, right? Because of his who he is. But no, I will, I will, I will concede the point that yes, these players have done this. These players have put themselves on the map in the CDL, and they have done the hard work. I would never, never want to take that away from them. Um, Different rosters as well, like because I mean, when they came second to the Lunter event, they had Fristini and they had Morks in at the time. Um, the team has changed a lot since then and has has got better, which is impressive, really, given the names. Who would have thought losing Fristini so... in? Bringing an awakening from yeah, from crazy, the sub right? would would be that beneficial. That's that's something that people weren't expecting. Um, Apparently, Minnesota were also looking at getting awakening. I think Brian said said that on Reddit, but like they he kind of had faith that they would get things back together. So um, yeah, maybe they missed a trick on that one. Yeah, I can see that. Um, all right, let's talk about who we think is going to win. Then it is Florida versus Toronto. Technically, in our bracket. Oh, this is tough, though. This actually is tough. Okay, I want to look at these guys that played each other recently. Toronto, Florida? Yeah, Florida. Toronto, Florida. The last time they played each other was April. Yeah, they haven't Florida played in a while. One, I haven't got really any of the last anything. four events. They're one in one the season between them. I think I'm going to take Florida. Like, I think that Ultra can get through one series, but can they make a run like they did again? I just I just don't think it's, like, incredibly likely. And to be fair, Florida have beaten, as I said at the start of this thing about Florida, pretty much everyone the last two months, apart from Dallas. Um so I imagine it that gives them just enough to get past Ultra. I think it'd be a close series though. But um yeah, I think Mutineers are just are just too good. Uh Maka, what do you think? Because I am torn on this one. Florida. See? It's tough though. Man. I don't know whether <laughs> I'm putting too much on recency bias because I'm just sitting here going, Toronto have shown you know a really good showing recently. Like a really good showing. So the war in my mind is how much weight do I put on something that is recent and has just happened, which can't be ignored, versus consistency over the season. I think Florida have a better track record than Toronto. And if Toronto hadn't won that last one, I would have probably picked Florida every single time. I've been outvoted anyway. I am going to pick Toronto because my gut says I can't ignore them beating the big three in the last event. Um, but they didn't play Florida it's funny think... you say about um sorry to cut you off but yeah. i was just going to say about like the recency bias thing because i was thinking exactly the same thing about florida when they were getting good and i was like they can't do it again but they can't win two events in a row um and it turns out they did and they like they crushed the second one they won at paris like after they won the one in minnesota so yeah having seven years are going to win yeah i do kind of feel like it's possible these teams go on a crazy run having said that once again though that was back-to-back weekends we are now like three weeks away from when that last time happened so yeah. maybe that kind of momentum doesn't carry as such but 
Amps is a different kettle of fish, but I've been out, out, yeah. I've been out voted anyway. Florida go through. Uh, Atlanta phase. Last two teams now to talk about before we uh, wrap this one up. I know it's been a long one, gentlemen, um, but you know, it's it is, fun. you know, 4.5 million pound event. We could probably give it a little <laughs> bit longer time. Um, Atlanta phase, the, the, a team that people knew were going to be good coming into the season. Uh, and then we were surprised how good they're. If anything, this team could have could have walked away with the entire season. Like there there was a period where everybody was going, I don't know, phase, about to make a dynasty on this. Mm. Um But, you know, they have done some serious work. Simp has has proven himself as every bit of good as we thought he was last year. You know, he he got a uh, rookie of the year. In my opinion, he should have had console player of the year last year at the Esports Awards as well. Um he was robbed. He is quite simply a phenom. Um you know, and the rest of his team have, have risen to meet him. This is a game that has suited them down to the ground. I mean, this is just such a fun team to watch. And to be honest, what I'm most impressed with about this team is that even when they had their dip in form, they were still getting to finals, right? Like, remember they, when they had all those game fives in a row and they would still somehow clutch up and Selian would drop like 18 on the gun runner and they'd make it to the grand finals. The only question mark, I suppose, to me really is that when you look at this team against a team like a Dallas Empire or even against maybe a team like New York that has like, I guess, um, I mean, this team certainly has winners but has like veteran players that have won 20, 30 championships that are obviously the case in Dallas, not the case on, um, in a New York. But against a team like that, there is a concern that when it goes to a game five round 11 in the grand finals at champs or whatever, a really clutch moment that they may not quite have that, um, well, that grit, I suppose, or that tenure to actually win the series because we've seen a few times this season, they storm through the bracket play, they get through into the grand finals and then, well, they lost to the grand finals against Dallas at the Chicago event. They lost in the grand finals to Florida, two events in a row at Minnesota and Paris, lost in the grand finals most recently to Ultra um, in the game five round 11, 1v1, 1v2 situation. So that is the only question mark to me. I think these guys have certainly what it takes. The team cohesion makes so much sense. The role dynamic works fine. They have Simp and Abizu, the best SMG duo in the game, maybe the best SMG duo the game has ever seen. And um, yeah, but the question is to me, when it comes down to the grand finals, and I think they will make it to the grand finals, um, can they get the job done? That's my piece on phase. Yeah, I think, I think one. I just want to bring up some stats here for them because their stats haven't been lightning the last few, but because they, they have, they haven't actually won an event since Florida. Mm. Um, but they have gone. Here's, here's what's happened: it's gone Florida win, Minnesota second, Paris second, New York third and fourth, Toronto second. So like these guys are a bit. It's been a little while. Since that since that win has come on the board, um, so they they left looked less you know kind of unbeatable. Um, they're in terms of like they've got a sixty percent win ratio in maps. Their best game mode apparently last four events is hardpoint sixty seven percent, pretty good hardpoint record. Uh, the S and D is neither here nor there at fifty three, and then Dom is you know they've got a positive record, but they're not good at Hackney Yard. Um, they're only, they've won one out of five. So. It's uh, it's an interesting one for them in terms of are they going to be consistent enough to get the wins? Who are they going to play in that final? I think this team is going to the final. Um, I just don't know whether they can get over that hump of consistently losing in those finals versus basically everybody. Uh, it's it's an interesting one for me. Dill, I'd love to get your opinion on this. What, the face team as a whole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of face? 
Unbelievable team. Tackers all around. <laughs> I don't know how you could say about them. Unbelievable players. Just crazy. Crazy. Um, dipping form. Game's probably caught up to them. But I, 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 I don't see them losing to anyone in this tournament bar, bar Dallas. No, I can, I can As the only team that. that's going to come close to them. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I think, realistically, Atlanta Fays, while maybe not the juggernauts they were at the start of the season, are. It's not like it's a dip. It's like, it's like, it's like a small. Uh, that's it. It's like it's like an edge. They've got down. Uh, yeah, like maybe one or two bit. teams can now finally beat us. But... Yeah, that's it. It's not a dip in form. It's a. Oh, okay. This is more of a level playing field now. Everybody kind of knows how you're going to play. We can kind of mix it up with you two. And I think we've got New York going against them here in our in our bracket. And I can move straight on to this because I don't think there's a ton you can say about Atlanta Face other than they've just been rocking the season. And, you know, with that many, like, their average placing is probably like 1.5. So New York versus Atlanta Face, how do we think that's going? I've just looked through their matches against New York this entire season. Home weekends, beat them 3-1. Chicago home series, beat them 3-2. Game 5. Florida home series beat them 3-2 game five. Paris home series beat them 3-2 game five. They've played them four times, one or four times. The last three times have been in a game five. Um, I just think the same story repeats itself again here, to be honest. New York are easily a good enough team to take phase to a game five. But am I going to predict phase to lose a game five early on in the tournament? Um, I don't think so, to be honest. And, you know, I, I agree with what Mac has said entirely. I, I think phase is just a, a team that, even if it comes down to the wire, uh, if it's not a grand final, which is where the question mark starts to arise, their clutch factor in the session destroys has been unparalleled on every single map that they decide to play. So, yeah, I think they win this one again. Game four, maybe game five. It does depend because FaZe can easily smoke you in the hard points as well. That's what's so scary, right? Like, you think about them winning all these game fives, but if they, um, you know, if they start to have like a 65% win rate in their hard points again, then it's just going to be really, really tough to, to match. So. Yeah, I'm going to take phase to win this one. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I actually just went and quickly looked up, uh, you know, what exactly the you know the stats are, and it looks like they just they just body them on S and D. And that the phase has got a really solid S and D against them, and that's 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 terrifying for New York. I don't I don't know I don't think you know. I don't think Atlanta phase lose to New York. I don't think they the Chicago game would be more interesting in my mind. Um, if they did end up playing Chicago, yeah, possibly, possibly, because um, that hasn't that's not been uh, for a, for a while. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how that one goes. Uh, Madcap, who who you got? Phase versus uh, New York. Phase. I don't see him losing to anyone bar Dallas. Any team I can see him losing to. Fair enough. That uh, moves us on nicely to our next uh, segue. Then Dallas, uh, who we've got going up against the Mutineers. Uh, but let's talk about this Dallas team, the Empire. Uh, certainly a fan favorite team and a little bit of a rough start i thought you know they 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 looked like they could be a, a great team then they had that what i like to call the blip uh, and then kind of come back to all right we uh we're going to settle down now probably some of the big news uh for them this year as well was having rambo join them as head coach because i don't know who else would even entertain it i mean imagine any other coach or just any coaches trying to sit there between crimsix and clay um and and try and coach them it would be so difficult uh, so, you know, I think Rambo's probably one of the only ones they would actually be able to kind of get on the grind with and sit down and talk to. Not that I think that Clay and, and, and Krim, by the way, 
uh uncoachable i just think that it's they're just very intimidating in terms of trying to talk call of duty to this much championship player you know personified um rab what do you what do you think of the the empire i think this team is so much fun um i really enjoy watching them i think they have a great team cohesion i think they're built for the future in the correct way um like I think this meta change has helped them as well. The fact that you can now have Krim and Clay on the on the ARs, like that's definitely to their advantage. Because I think Krim with an MP5 has you know always been questionable. Like even when he was oh. running it back in World War Two, right when he had to pull out the PPSH and be Scumps SMG duo, like that was not the play. Um, so that's helped them massively. I think that Illy is um, it, to be honest, Illy and Hugh both don't get enough credit. Like Shotzi gets all the praise for good reason for sure. But um, like Hoog is their smoke player, I think. And he, you know, sometimes you just got to die to get another smoke, I guess. And Illy, his sniper's been getting better and better throughout the year. His search and destroy has been fantastic. Great clutch player as well, especially the last few events. So, yeah, I really like their team dynamic. I think um, the way it's put together is great. I think Rambo has certainly been an addition to um, to the team since he's joined them. Um, and, and yeah, I just think that for me, they're a top two team one way or another. It's uh, the last three series against Florida. They've won. I think they get it done here again. Um, yeah, just for me, I think that the seeding just plays such a big impact in this tournament because we can also talk about the um, the vetoes. It's team A, team B is no longer decided by coin flip. It's decided based on seeding. So that could have an impact here. Dallas is going to be the highest seed against Florida. So gives them an advantage if you're going to a map like Hackney and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think Dallas are going to be my favorites in this one. No, I could agree. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Macat, what do you think of the Dallas Empire team? Sort of like the Atlanta team, but in terms you got two two like veteran players. Um, I don't think you got a weakling by 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 Krim. I think if Krim plays to a decent level, the team's untouchable. But he has been letting them down quite a bit. I've got to be honest. I'm a big Krim fan over the years, but he has been playing quite shocking. Like, not not to what we think of Krim. So, I, think, uh, I think the meta, Rab's right what he says with the meta helping him. I think the meta will help him. I mean, he has helped him, but not by a lot. Like, I he don't a few think he has helped. Yeah, like, I don't think it's helped him to that extent. Like, it's helped him, but like, maybe it's, maybe like he went from like two stabilizers to like one now. <laughs> like, he needs to pick it up to win his champs. Like, his team's kind of rely on him in that sense. Like. Get you know what you're getting out of Illy, Shotzi, Clay. In the other four, you know what you're getting out, but with him, you expect so much more and you're not getting it. So, like, he needs to pick it up for this. I think he's, that might like, be a like, fair analysis, yeah. Like, he, he wants to go out as the best. This tournament will put him as this, this will take him higher than this tournament will, like, kind of end the discussion of who's the goat of card. Because like no one will have a say in anything. You have the free rings. You have yeah. the most tournament. If you like the most clutch clutch player, like you just need to see it from him this week. And I yeah, hope he's, he's got, got the drive to, prove, to bring it. Like he's got a lot to prove, especially like he's not been even close to a crim form recently. Yeah, we so, didn't we didn't see full crim. I think that's a, it's a really interesting point, you know. Yeah. Of all the players on this roster, you wouldn't think we'd be speaking about Crimzix towards the end of the year coming into the champs, going, "Well, he's he's the player who needs to step it up." Not the X factor, not the best player on the team, but a player who 
you know, really needs to get his mind right and get into this one because you are right, it's legacy on the line. And while you can't take anything away from Krim, there is a significant difference from crashing out of this event and just carrying on as normal to winning this event. And, you know, especially with Clay, because Clay will have another ring as well, right? Um, this will be madness for him. And I'm sure he's sitting there just, like, focused on this. And it's a lot of pressure. So, yeah, I mean, especially with how he's been playing, because he doesn't want to cost his team this, because his team are good enough. This, this Empire team is definitely good enough to win this championship. They 100% have the potential. They know how to play. They've got everything that they can go for, and they can beat all of the top teams. You just have to do it. And that's That sounds really easy, but it is It is how it is. right? This is the championship. I've said it before. Once it comes down to this, there is no excuses left. There is nothing else in the tank. There is no, oh, don't worry, we'll get them next time. Winning it, whether or not you want to put an asterisk on the season or whatever, I don't care. Winning is winning. Once you've won, you get nobody else to take that away from you because you still beat, you know, eleven other teams. You know, fifty-five players who are gunning for you. Four point five million. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. Put an asterisk, you know, on it. Whatever you want to do, but there ain't no asterisk on your bank account, right? Ain't ain't no bank manager going. Oh, I see you've put another, you know, three hundred k in your bank account. Obviously, I will put that on the balance sheet with an asterisk. They ain't gonna give a fuck. You know, that 300k is going to feel just as nice as it would be any other way. That's a significant amount of money. It's a significant amount of opportunity to be a world champion. You know, and I think, you know, as much as people like have enjoyed shitting on stuff recently, it's still uh, an opportunity that people would kill for. And I know this. I've been at every single world championship working, and it is a different kettle of fish. Obviously, this year is going to be slightly different because you're not walking into a booming arena but that feeling of is still going to be there. It's still the pinnacle. You've been playing league matches all year. This is the tournament. It's got to feel different. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, Dill. I don't know. You, I mean, you uh, played Challengers Champ just a week ago. Oh, well, not even a week ago. Uh, that, that if that, you can't compare it, mate. You think? Do, compare it. Do you think the pressure is going to be different then? Do you think that this, you know, this event? No, it's, on, it's at home. Nah. I mean, for maybe someone like Krim. Yeah. Maybe for people who probably ain't got a lot of money. I mean, I, I think I'm pretty sure a lot of people have collected the bag this year, so money probably ain't an issue. Um, in the case, a lot of money. I don't think many people have seen that money. Uh, who knows? But well, you at your comfort, your own bedroom, so the pressure is probably a bit less than it would be at a live event. Yeah. No, I can see that. Um, the Empire, I think, have had a, have had a great year, and I love everything the Empire have done. A big, I'm actually a big fan of the logo. Everything about this team, right? The logo, the way they've conducted themselves, the players. You know, I love. I'm a big fan of Stro. I like their facilities when they could still use them. Um, and now coming into this final event of the year, they're playing the Mutineers, and problem being is that they have such a good record against the Mutineers. If that's who they're playing, Dallas look like they are guaranteed to to keep moving forward in this in this tournament before we find out whether or not they play another big team. Yeah, I think I would take Dallas over Mutineers once again. I mean, it's a tough one, right? Because typ typically, like, when three series in a row go your way, like, Mutineers obviously are going to be looking into what they did wrong and what they could change. But the fact of the matter is they're two in nine map count the last three times they've played Dallas. Um, so that's going to be a tough one to get over. I think Dallas go through. I think Atlanta go through. Um, 
And that really is the series. You know, like it always just comes down to win it. Well, it doesn't always come down to winners' finals. This year's different, right? Because we have the it's not two best of fives, it's a big best of nine with a one-zero map advantage. Yeah. So I think that does well, it favors the losers team more than it did in the past. Let's just say that. Um, but but yeah, that's a big series. I guess we talk about that one next, or unless you want to get a different route. Um what we are gonna do is is, uh, we'll quickly talk so let's quickly talk Atlanta Dallas because that's where we're going with this one just what everyone expects right we spoke about these teams at length we know what's going down winners final we're not going any further in the bracket other than that because it, it gets a little bit for, I've always said it always gets a little bit flaky when you start going too deep into bracketology because you're basically like guessing, upset yeah you're guessing against like... a dozen different variables then you're yeah. basically just going oh we predict this to win and then you look like an idiot because it's not even the <laughs> game you're talking about yeah, um, yeah. Atlanta versus Dallas then. Final event of the year. That's who we think is going to be in the winner's final. Um, what do we think between these two games? I mean... Uh, all out war? Go on. Go on, all out war? Like, two of the best teams. Um, probably the craziest game of all time with the most random generated spawn system we've seen in the world. <laughs> going to be an absolute battle. So that's who I've got in my final. Um going to be a battle it's going to be a good one Atlanta have a pretty I, good I, record I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fan, a good fan of the, the, brack, uh, the format you're not a fan I'm of the format fan, no I don't think the winner oh, I don't know actually because even I've been getting boys all over the gas so I don't really know uh, I'm not a big fan of the format regards but well just putting yeah. FaZe and Dallas straight through to round three like, like yeah, get a like, double bow yeah. just got to give a be- double best of five like oh, you map about... advantage like like they've lost a series. Like we haven't lost a series, and all we're getting is one map. Oh, okay. You, one oh, map. Okay. Yeah. One map. Yeah. They would. They wouldn't. They wouldn't let you or guess, a hack. But... They win like a, a, a little random hard point, and suddenly we're now reset. How? Like, yeah, how I just reset after one map. Uh, see, the thing is, I know why they've done it this way. Um, I think the the, the reason is right is that double best of lives kind of suck. Most of the time, oh, they don't. Like, I, I think on large from the ones I've seen, like double for the players and for consistency, I can take your point, deal. But for watching and especially for casting, I have been part of some it's, shocking. It's, compe- it's competitive integrity. No, I agree with that. They, they've already wasted their life. Like their life was a best of five, and they've wasted it. We haven't. So that's why we've got a best of five on them because they wasted one. Yeah, I think, but I think that's the compromise they're making with double elims. Because like, I don't think they wanted double elims again. I think it, we we are very lucky to not that's have not a single elimination. There's just not enough cod throughout the gear to not do this sort of stuff. Like, there's not enough cod. Like, I don't think I've watched much cod this year. Mm. So if you were to take away an, uh, a champ's best, a single limb champs, I couldn't even tell you I've watched, watched much cod. I've been yeah, walking around the season disaster. like I don't think I've watched like London Paris play like I don't think I've watched like my my like my people play much I don't think I've watched them play I don't think I have anyway so to even take more games away from them I've been like did they even play this year yeah, what did a... they get paid for to sit around to scrim no I, I I can see I can see that I just think. I don't, while while the best of nine this reset thing, it, it, I think it's up for debate. I I understand the reasons behind it, even if you know a double best of five could. Work. The problem is with double best of five is that most of the time you go into it knowing who's going to come out the winner. Like the winner's final is always the best game. 
it's always the best game. And I've always said it to people because oh, there's, there's a casting thing. Go, oh, who's getting the final? And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Who's getting the winner's final? Because that game is going to be bananas. Yeah, winner's final is always going to be whoever wins it. Taking two best of fives yeah. off. Unless, two... unless you know, I've seen some really shocking ones last year. Oh, yeah, but like, they got like an uptick, like. I'm I'm taking their foot prime like they 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 will take two best of fives off here. What? It's not really like, rare though. Like there's yeah, not really many rare, tournaments like... I can name even outside of champs like Rise EG, Seattle World War Two. What other ones? Don't know. Back Optic in like champs. yeah, Optic champs one and then like one Advanced Warfare tourney was there phase against Optic or something. Oh. Apart from that, there's not many. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's run out of gas now. And that's the thing, like that's why I kind of like the best nine. I, I agree, like with you do about the competitive integrity stuff. Like it feels a bit strange having won a series and then not having to do it. But I don't know, like from a fan's perspective, I've always just felt like it's it's just a bit weird going into the grand final and like having to have the discussion about that. Okay, one team's got to win two series, and then one team like has such an advantage that they'll win like 95% of the time or 90% of the time or whatever it is it just like the winner's final just is the final the majority of the time um so I don't really mind that like they've done it in CS as well where they have like whoever loses a series then comes into um the grand final with a 1-0 advantage but then they're playing like a best of five rather than a best of nine so you know it's not as much so I don't know. As long as like that, the team that comes from winners gets um, veto advantage, which I don't know if they're actually doing that or whether they're just doing it still based on seeding. So technically, if Atlanta was to lose and make the grand final, they'd still get seeding advantage and only be one nil down, that's like for the case. vetoes, which I hope is not the case. Um, All right, let's let, let's put some let's put some uh, some on the line then. Atlanta or Dallas? Who wins winners finals? Dallas. I'm actually going to say Atlanta. I think that Atlanta win the winners' finals. I'm just looking through their last matches they've played. I'm, I'm going. I'm also going Atlanta Rab just because I've seen the the, the statistics. Um, so I think. Yeah, I mean they're one in five. I think this season Dallas and like the last time they played they got three O'd. That's pretty rough. Um, the time before they lost game five. I don't know. I definitely think Dallas has what it takes to beat Phase, but I'm just not sure they can they can make it work in the winners' finals. Like I. I think maybe Atlanta is a slightly better team. Yeah. No, but... I, I I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Um, all right. Uh let's let's wrap this up then and do the very last bit, which is just quick fire questions. So keep this very, very brief. I haven't talked about the grand final though. I haven't talked about the grand final. That's the that's uh, we're the not, whole we're not point. going to the grand final, because that could be anybody. Oh, we've, okay. got loser, I, we've got okay. loser brackets in, we've got no, but, okay. finals. What I was got... going to say, just real quick then, is oh. that like I expect Dallas to match up with them in the grand finals and then give them a better game in the finals. Like I think that they might lose 3-1 or maybe 3-2 or whatever in the winner's okay. final. But I think if Dallas rematch, I think that Atlanta will like more, struggle more in the grand finals, to be fair. I think that's when you like see fucking prime crim and everything. Um, so I generally think I mean, there's a decent chance it's like game nine round yeah. 11 or something. Yeah, this is all fun. We got there's another podcast next week. They split it into two weeks for us, so it's all good. <laughs> That's we, a good point. We come back I to it. About that. You forgot that this technically <laughs> this whole bracket doesn't play out this weekend anyway. It plays over true, two true, weekends. True. Um all right, quick rapid fire questions. Will this be any player's last tournament from retirement or just being kicked to the curb? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot, fair enough. Uh Rab? I mean, I guess so. Like, a big question is the 4v4 stuff, obviously. I don't know how likely that is. 
if that's the case, that's a massive deal. Um, I mean, even we have to talk about the conversation with Dallas, right? Like, let's say Dallas lose, like, have a bad tourney here. Let's say it goes 4v4. Like, you're not going to get rid of Hukili or Shotzi. So one of Krim or Clay's got to go. And uh, maybe they land somewhere or whatever, but they land somewhere and then they knock someone else out of their team. And it's a ripple effect. And we've seen a number of uh, high-profile pro players um, retire this year already. Uh, unexpectedly so um this really has been the year of the the rookies i suppose really the last couple of years and there's more players on the way all the time like the european amateur region is kind of stacked right now as difficult as it is to get into the north american cdl unfortunately um but i mean north american i'm seeing is exactly the same and most teams that have improved this season have picked up amateur players like it's going to be yeah. tough for some of the guys like you look at the lag for example you've got like saints on there acra on there like um now, that might be difficult to keep their spot right when they're probably considering an entirely new roster for next season. Um, maybe a rude awakening for some of these players. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think I think it's going four v four, and I think people are going to be kicked to the curb because these franchises know a lot more this year, a lot, a lot more. Um, next one: What do London need to get that first chip? Do they need someone else with trade experience, or do Joe, Shane, and Dom need to step up the coaching? Um, I can't really comment on the coaching side of it because I know something and I'm sure Dill does as well so I'm not going to say anything uh so Rab I'll let you cover this one <laughs> <laughs> this is my question all right I mean I don't know like I wouldn't I kind of agree with what Dill said earlier like, I don't think it's really on the coaches personally like I, I think you I think it's I don't know I think it's on the players to to get over the hump I don't know if a roster change I don't know. I feel like it might help them. Like, I just feel like the, the Shawnee in that role right now is just not perfect for that role. Maybe, maybe another player in that role gives them enough firepower. I mean, they had their chance right when they made the grand finals against Chicago. And if they win that, they probably, they probably evolve into different players. Um, but yeah, I just don't think it happens here. It's some sort of mental thing. And yeah, as I said earlier, I've made, I think maybe four before actually helps them. Maybe they don't even have to make a roster change. Maybe they just, move forward with that four like minus Shawnee, i guess if that's how it has to go no, that's fair uh Mac, anything else you want to quickly chip in with that yeah yeah probably not <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think so i didn't think so all right i am gonna wrap it up there because it has yeah, probably been a long should have got me but you know I, I i would love to have seen that deal i would have genuinely Getting back in love to have seen it all right I'm going to wrap that up. I thank you so much to our guests, uh, Rab and Madcap, for joining me here. I know it's been a long one. I knew it was going to be a bit of a slog to get through. It's literally one of the biggest events of the year, so I couldn't have done it without the pair of you. So thank you so much. Any last thing you want to say, Rab? No, thanks for having me on. It was a fun one. Um, looking forward to the next couple of weekends. Interesting format, having it over two weekends. But um, I think it's going to be good for fans, right? Because it means that you don't have to tune in all day and go through the absolute slog that Call of Duty is on a typical weekends. Mm -hmm. You've got two matches a day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there's four games. And then you've just got three games on the next Saturday. And then Championship Sunday is just one best of nine. Um, so yeah, hopefully the viewership will be good. I know that Miles talked about that they've got some things planned for the broadcast. Maybe we even get some sort of like next Call of Duty reveal or something. I don't think that's particularly likely, but who knows? And supposedly they're going to do like a war zone thing. They'll be playing the champs in like the stadium. So um, that's something that maybe you talked about ages ago, Bryce's or I don't know. I feel like that's a that's a like um, your sort of suggestion, but. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I have high hopes for the tournament. I think it's going to be a good crown up to the year. It's unfortunate it's online, but um, you know what more can you do? Yeah, certainly. Uh, Magka, any last thing from you? Um, no, 
It's certainly well. Again, thank you so much to those. Thank you to everybody watching uh, and tuning in. Thanks to Jono, by the way, for the statistics. They certainly helped me out in this episode. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for everybody who followed and I believe uh, Contagoras Plot with a sub. So thank you so much. This has been the Bryce Cast. We've just done the playoff bracket. Appreciate you tuning in for this one. Leave with a YouTube comment, subscribe, do all that sort of stuff. Thank you for watching and we'll see you next time.